To answer is human, to question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. Welcome to another episode of the Hidden Gateway Podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Williams. Today, we're going to do things a bit different. For the first time ever in about 100 episodes, I have a co-host, my boy Sev. A lot of you may remember him for a previous episode on the Hidden Gateway Podcast. It was awesome. It was a treat. The brother is very intellect, has a lot of knowledge, and brings the truth. So, Sev, welcome, brother. How you doing? Doing well, thank you. Good, good, good. Hey, next up, our guest. It doesn't stop there. Something new, something exciting. You guys know him. Uh, Dan Shukas uh, with the Cosmic Keys podcast. He's been on the show before. I've been on his show. Solid dude. Dan, what's up, brother? Hey, not too much. Thanks for having me tonight, Justin. It's good yeah, to be man. here. Thank, <laughs> thanks for being here, man. I know uh, you and I, we connected. What was I think it was like back in March? Uh, yeah, yeah, April, I want to say. It was April, yeah. April, April. That was cool, man. That was cool. Yeah, people, Dan, he hit me up. He was like, Justin, I'm about to take a road trip. He was like, man, I'm going to be hitting New Mexico, uh, Arizona, and was it Utah, right? Passed through Utah, yeah. I didn't really Passed through Utah. Okay, okay. So he, he found himself in Sedona, and uh, I linked up with him there. I told the wife, let's, let's hop in the ride. We went up, hooked up with Dan. I was working that weekend, but we, we got a chance to sit down for about a good hour or so. It was, it was good times, no doubt, no doubt. And then last but not least, my boy Brandon Thomas with Expand Reality Podcast. Brandon's been on the show before. I believe it was earlier this year. So great to have you back, B. Brandon is uh, he hosts a phenomenal show, just like Dan, and he's a very high-energy, high-vibrational brother. What's going on, B? Good. Good seeing you. Yeah. You too. Love your you show. Too, man. Love your vibe. This is a cool gathering right here. Uh, Sev, I'm looking forward to it, man. Dan, good to see you again, brother. This is awesome. It's going to be fun. Fellas night. Fellas night. Well, hey, I wanted to get you guys together, right? Because uh, obviously, like I said, you guys have been on the show. You guys are very knowledgeable, uh, very high intellect. And I uh, just wanted to get you together to talk about some of the crazy chaos and confusion going on in this world. Uh, all four of us align. We we all stand in our truth. We know what's up out here. We have the eyes to see and ears to hear. And uh, I think this is uh, really cool, really cool. So I just want to start it off. Uh, just, just hit it hard, right? So it seems like every week, you know, it's something new. Uh, you know, you have the Elon, the Elon's in the news. 
purchased Twitter. You got Kanye doing his thing, Kanye being Kanye. You got the Kyrie thing and the elections going on, which out here in Arizona is even more trippy because guess what? Problem with the machines, right? They ran out of ballot paper. <laughs> so that affected about 20,000 people. So we still don't know who our new governor is. Like, I really don't give a shit, but, um, you know, more chaos and confusion, right? But um, how you guys holding up, man? How how you holding up, Dan? So, uh, yeah, I do astrology, and this is like kind of been – this time has been on my radar for the whole year because it's like the eclipse windows. And Tuesday morning, which was the day of election day, at like 6 a.m. Eastern was a blood moon. And, you know, I'm, I call myself a reluctant, a reluctant astrologer. Cause I do the, I do the work. I report on it. I like give weekly forecasts, but I'm pretty honest with myself and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm feeling it. I don't know if this feels like the doom and gloom or whatever is coming true. And I, f- I was expecting this week with the elections, I was expecting more drama, more chaos, more blood moon stuff. And it kind of just, at the end of the day, it definitely felt like a huge shift from Tuesday into Wednesday. Um, the the quote unquote red wave or whatever that people were talking about, like it, I was I was kind of latching onto that, even though I, I don't really side with either party. But um, yeah, I was expecting more crazy shit to be going on like right here, right now. And now it just feel I feel extremely kind of apathetic. Because I hear a lot of people in this community be like, voting is pointless, voting is stupid, don't don't consent to the system, blah, blah, blah. But I, I it's part of my programming that I always have voted and I did vote yesterday. And then this is probably the first time where I'm really like, yeah, this is kind of a joke. Like vote even I, I'm I feel very disillusioned today. You know, even though there was a red trickle, there was red, and I, I don't even technically care about the red blue. I was just voting on like lockdown, no lockdown, or you know, like even though Florida, Ron DeSantis, like the Republican guy, I I'm I back him up the most just because he actually stood up to the restrictions the most. So that's the only political thing that I'm really voting on is like. How did you treat COVID? How, like, what's your state's culture? What's your party's culture about how you handled this particular thing? And um, that's kind of why I went to vote to just sort of like stupidly try to retaliate, be like, yeah, fuck you. This is for the past two years. This is my vote. And then after the fact, it just is like, I don't even really believe that my vote counts. And I don't really just, I don't believe that it's going to make any difference. So, just to answer your question, I'd say I feel pretty disillusioned this week. And and it was a big buildup like, oh, is there going to be like a, a false flag on election day? Is there going to be this? Is there going to be that? And more, it's like, nope, it was just kind of uh, makes me feel apathetic. So, damn, Okay, I feel you, man. Yeah, it was a damn false flag on election day. I didn't win the damn $2 billion. Uh, what was it? Powerball. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's another story, though. That's another story. So the first thing you said, man, you mentioned about the moon. So for me, and I don't, and and, and tell me if if this is something that you know based off what you do with the astrology. But for me, for the last few weeks here, it's been like very high energy, man. I've had I've been having trouble sleeping at night. 
uh, yeah. kind of trouble keeping focus a bit. And I just been feel, I've been feeling this energy, man. It's just been riding, and you know I don't look at it as a negative thing. And I've, I've experienced this before. And what I've learned from that is um, during this these periods of this high energy that I experience, like this, it's like a good time for me personally to to really set my intentions and, and work my best to manifest certain things in my life. This is that what it is that you you've learned through or you've discovered through uh, through your through what you do. Yeah, I mean the. Um... The eclipses, like the first eclipse was at the very end of October. And then the second one, it's always like two weeks from like the new moon solar eclipse to the full moon blood moon. And that's a two week period. And then the two weeks just came up um, Tuesday morning. But I totally agree. Like, see, I do astrology. I try to do like black pill astrology that like uh, that we <laughs> the angle I take is like, I'm going to weave in all the conspiratorial takes I have and apply it to my astrology. So I was, mm. like I said, picturing more world events to be like in your face in the news during these, this two week period. And I guess like the biggest thing was kind of what you opened with the Elon thing, but to, to tie it back to what you were saying about the energy, I feel some, I feel that for sure. Like Two, three weeks ago, I, I would describe it as like cracked out and fatigued at the same mm. time, um, like kind of just like a, a jittery like energy. And then um, literally the past few days, um, like yesterday, I woke up with like a huge to do list of stuff to do. And I just was like, I need to freaking take a three hour nap. I need to eat like sh sugar. I, I, I'm exhausted. Mm. I need to like sit in the sauna. And um, so these past few days have been totally wiped out. So like the eclipse energy that the astrology talks about, I'm totally feeling it on a personal level and feeling really kind of just like recalibrating to new energy. But um, the actual world events uh, have kind of not been that crazy. And so then at, at that point, like I'm constantly kind of questioning astrology too, even though I do it, you know, and it's kind of like the subject of my podcast, but I'm, I'm not like tied down to it and I'm very critical of it. So I'm kind of like, all yeah. right, like, you know, I was predicting way crazier stuff to be happening right now. And I'm kind of just to be, to be transparent. I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe it's bullshit. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Brandon, I see you shaking your head over there, man. Well, I love it. And I've got a really good friend of mine, Ksenia Moore, and she does uh, astrology as well. She's a guiding star on YouTube. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, my wonder from down under, I call her. And we do, she does a lot of my expansive insider stuff with me. We've got one coming up on the Philadelphia experiment. And she's an amazing intuitive Ooh. astrologer like you. And so everything I've learned about astrology has been through her. And it's been fascinating to see how this breaks down, how it plays out in real life. And you know, when she pulls up my chart, she's like, oh, hang on one second. You know, I've got a few huge things that I'm doing that I'm going to be launching and all of this, and I'm ready to go with it. And so I asked her, it's the first time I've ever done this. I said, hey, Ksenia, you know, here's the stuff that I've got going. That's some big changes. You know, I'm really excited about it. Uh, when should I launch this? Right. And so she looked at my chart. She looked at everything. And so it turns out in January, like I'm ready to go now, but we're not doing it until January because of the astrology and not only that mm. because of the astrology is specific to my chart and then actually we were doing it a week before but mercury is going to be in retrograde then so we're pushing it back a week just Damn. so that it's all clean right so i've never 
done this level of participatory action using astrology until now because I'm making big moves, like some big, big things are changing. So I really want to kind of, you know, use all the uh, tools in the box, right? You know, if that's available to me, it's a choice point for me to use it or not. I have a wonderful friend who I trust dearly with this and find her incredibly insightful. She's got a wonderful following. She knows what she's talking about. So it was really cool to to look at it through this lens. And that actually gave me a lot of stuff because, yes, it's ready, but there's a lot of anxiety wrapped in that, right? And now I have just over two months to just relax and just to make sure that it's dope and just to keep doing my thing. And so it took a little bit of pressure off, too. So there's an element to astrology to where if you just kind of go with the flow of it, I'm with you on this, and especially to your specific chart and what your goals are then it's very interesting. This is the one bit of woo-woo that I talk about on the show, you know, out of the UFO, the paranormal, uh, you know, the conspiracies, all that stuff. It's one bit of woo-woo that I find very interesting because they're gaslighting you so hard about it. You know, that's the thing is they all use it at the top, but they'll gaslight you and tell you that it's bullshit or that they'll start banging it on TikTok or something like that and that it's useless. It's silly. And that's the stuff I want to pay attention to is the things that they're telling you not to. So did yeah. I hear you say that they're they're doing it too at the top? Like, oh yeah, you know, the elite. Well, and you know this, Dan. Uh, every uh, pr- sitting president has had an astrologer. Uh, Reagan's astrologer wrote a book about how she averted the the uh, Third World War, World War with Russia, war with Russia, uh, because of her predictions and talking him out of not going to war because the cards, the stars weren't right, right? Huh. And so billionaires with a B use astrology. Millionaires do not. There's something to it. It's an endless clock in the sky that hasn't changed since time began here. And so it's very interesting that you can see, and this is why I said when I was asking you earlier about the your dives into history, how cyclical and the cyclical nature of our reality of this place, this realm, whatever the hell it is, there's a perfect clock in the sky, which is very interesting. But to see it and to see the accounts for it, and who knows how much you can trust anything going back in history, but... To look back that far and to see that people have been watching it and have gone, hey, you know, this happened on this time. All right, I'll write it down. So it'll be useful later. And then, you know, the Pluto return thing occurs to where now people are looking at what's going on right now, saying, you know, the last time Pluto was doing this, the French Revolution happened. So <sighs> it's very notable what you're saying about astrology. And I, I think it's also I've got just a theory on why things may be calm this time. But, you know, maybe we, you, you guys want to talk and I'll dive into that in a minute. Oh man, interesting stuff right there. Interesting stuff right there, man. Damn. So one thing I want to talk about, guys. You know, it, I, I, obviously I caught that when you said, you know, the elites are, you know, the presidents have had astrologers, and I've always wondered about that. In fact, I think I heard that on some some other show, or maybe I read it somewhere about how uh, these these elites, these people, Illuminati, whatever we want to call them, people who run the world, make the top decisions. They use uh, astrology. I've also heard that they use uh, forms of spirituality, witchcraft, all types of stuff, which makes me think of, you know, what we've been experiencing the last couple of years here since 2020 with the, uh, the scamdemic and, you know, now the now the vax. Right. And I want to I want to ask you guys, what what the hell do you think has happened in or has happened with COVID? So it, it seems like just a few months ago uh, we were being threatened you know, take the vax, take the vax. And then suddenly they lifted all the restrictions, right? At the same time, I think this is around March or so. It would seem like it just happened everywhere in the freaking world. So, A, do you guys think this was a coordinated effort? And do you worry that 
there are going to be more things to come down the line as far as, uh, you know, viruses, et cetera. Um, just kind of seems really strange. And uh, I, I don't, I don't know what to expect personally, but uh, I, I think there's, there's probably going to be some, some crazy shits, but what, what are your thoughts on that as far as, okay, it was here, lockdowns, they lift it. Now, you know, this vax and they're, they're still pushing it and whatnot. Have you guys ever done a fundraiser for schools or anything like a goal setting at a job where they have one of those poster boards and it's a thermometer? And as you get closer to your mm-hmm. goal, you fill it in, you know, with red. Yeah. And then when you get to the top, you get like a pizza party and shit. Maybe what's going on. And whenever you're talking about this, what I visualize is in the back of these lizard turd rooms, right, where all these decisions are being made to kind of guide consciousness a specific direction. And it serves a purpose from my perspective. In those rooms, you have a few of those different thermometer poster boards in the back next to like the safety rules and the eyewash station and stuff like that. And what it reads is, is it says, okay, percentage of dollars reached, right? And it's an actual fundraiser. So they wanted to hit a dollar amount to keep this thing going. Now that you, you keep hearing about a telethon until they hit their goal, okay? Mm-hmm. And then also there was another thermometer that said destabilize population by this percentage so that we could just mix in all kinds of fun shit. Then there was another one that said D populize the worlds, right? Some some genocide going on in there. And that had a thermometer. I think they just filled in all their goals. They destabilized to a certain amount. Uh, they really pushed consciousness in a certain level and awoke a lot of people because this was such an easy one to see. This is such a slam dunk that even people that were buying it at the beginning now regret the hell out of it. I get emails all the time about people asking me if they think they're still going to be okay after taking a shot. And hmm. it's like, how am I, first of all, supposed to know that? But you know, what it is, is, is it, it's a big fear bomb. And so that's what yeah. the main thermometer was. It's how much totally. fear can we institute? And man, that thing filled up. And so, you know, they met their goals, right? And so they just kind of turn it off. It served its purpose. A narrative is only a narrative as long as it's useful and it's no longer useful. And so they just move on to something else. And it's cyclical too, right? I mean, you can see these psyops that go off probably and mark them to astrology as well. Please, Seth. Um, yeah, that actually, I feel like kind of ties back to an earlier point about, um, how it seems like, uh, nothing happened. Like, you know, this was supposed to be this big red wave stuff was, you know, really supposed to go down. And, uh, it's like, we can tell, you know, you know, perhaps for some people in hindsight now that like scamdemic basically, you know, it, it was just a thing on TV and, you know, people or Perhaps not entirely, but a large part of the rationale for, you know, the lockdown tyranny and stuff was just fictionalized TV shows, basically. And uh, it's like now we're looking at the at the, you know, what's going on with the election or what's going on in the world through that same media monopoly, the same people with the same conflicts of interest and motives to lie to us. So it's like, uh, you know, um, I think it's Devin Tracy. Uh, atheism is unstoppable on YouTube says like Nazi-ing when the, the media is like, oh, look, there's Nazis right there. Well, what are you not seeing? Like there's something else going on and that you're not seeing. <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, it's like, that's probably what I would imagine the, I mean, I, it is like political theater. I, I voted once for Teflon Donnie T back in 2016. <laughs> and after that was like, you know, that seems like a waste of time. Um, but yeah, like, uh, 
there may be like I don't I don't try to find the the secret you know conspiracy stuff that's going to be news in two weeks like the I don't really try to find the stuff that just happened anymore. Um, but I'll bet you in a couple weeks we'll maybe start to get a hint like in the mainstream of what what just went on was supposed to distract us from. Mm. I love it, and I love your Nazi joke too. Uh, I was laughing my ass <laughs> off at that, dude. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, absolutely perfect. It's not mine. That I stole that from Devin. Well, Tracy. It, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant, and that's why I say that they haven't done the fake alien invasion yet, right? The Project Blue Beam is because they have to s- scrape the swastikas off the side of them before they can roll them out. Oh! They're really on there, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's why they haven't done it yet. But that was a deep point you just made, man. And like uh, books like uh, Rise of the Fourth Reich by Jim Mars, man, where they talk about that Germany surrendered, but the Nazis did not. Nazis would never surrender. They just infiltrate the world and the u.s like hydra and they just all came over here formed nasa mk ultra all sorts of crazy shit escaped down to south america it's wild and that goes really deep and that's why i wanted to point out the brilliance in your nazi joke so thank you thank you it was <laughs> well, great and not not to you know irreparably go on a tangent but just when the pandemic started or the you know the panic demic started um and it's like they're using the exact same words that the Nazis used uh, for health and safety, für Gesundheit und Sicherheit. And it's like, okay, I know about Operation Paperclip. I know there's a non-zero chance that we've got like a secret Nazi occupational government. So it really doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me when you use those words. Yeah, and then when they come out and Obama legalizes propaganda, which Bernays founded, which has been happening forever, right. which the uh, one of the CEOs of Netflix is the nephew of Bernays, by the way, the founder of propaganda. So it's just interesting. And then you start connecting all this shit back. And Dan, to what uh-huh. you said, man, DeSantis is in Skull and Bones. It's all in the family. You know what I mean? It's all in the family. And, you know, there, there's a bigger point about all of this that I just kind of want to jump out and say here it's like, you know, ask yourself what I've been doing for me. And this is, I would never tell anybody how to live their lives. Okay. What I've been doing for me lately is a chatone of introspection. I've just been saying, okay, you know what the things out there obviously don't get my attention anymore. They don't get my illusion. That's fine. But what can I do to feel better about this place in which I live? Can I worry about something that's happening around the world that I don't have any control over that a government that represents me does not have the people's interests at heart is out there running shop? Like, what what do I do? Do I sit there and agonize over all the little facts and zoom in on a bunch of photos and fact check that versus, you know, while all of that is useful at a point and at a level, absolutely. You can ask yourself during the whole monitoring of what was going to happen in this fake fun election anyway, you know, is your garage cleaned out? When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you went on like a really nice walk with your spouse or with your significant other? When's the last time you did something different instead of committing your energy, which is the only currency you have in this place, committing that to a system that just wants your energy. It just, it's an algorithm that only keeps repeating shit and keeps ramping it up because you keep offering it the only thing that it wants, attention, right? Mm -hmm. So again, lately I've been just sitting back and saying, fuck all of this, right? And just go with what you feel, tend your garden, like go with you. What do you you need to do? Cleansing is cleaning. Y'all all got a closet in your house right now. That, sh- that could be cleaned out, okay, that could look better. Y'all got a bathroom that you need to paint, something like that. There, there are things in your reality that are controllables. And in s- what I've done that I've found has been the biggest game changer in my personal life, I'm just offering this as a perspective, is I've just committed energy to my controllables rather than the uncontrollables. So when it, whenever I started to do this, I found that all of that stuff just 
faded away. And man, I live the coolest life ever. I never watch the news. I have no idea what's going on and I could not be happier. I'll dip my toe back into the conspiracy pool every now and then. And I'm a conspiracy analyst, so I'll take a look at it. But I don't Paul Revere anymore. And it's made the biggest difference in my life. Now, Paul Revering is very necessary. So I'm not saying, you know, if you if you're compelled and you're in that vibe and that's great for you and it's not a toxic thing for you yet, absolutely continue the crusade because we need you. Right. We need people to pull folks out of this nonsense and to wake them up. Something about voting that um, is very interesting and ties all this together. Yes, uh, I've never voted. I've called bullshit on this. I've been a fan of Bill Hicks and I've been a conspiracy you know, analyst for like well over 20 something years. So I've never voted, man. What? What I did learn, though, uh, quite recently in the past few months is a statistic came out that said if you do want to affect change in a voting manner, 70 percent, 70 percent of local elections go completely uncontested. And that is where your real change can happen in your community. So that's mm-hmm. where you put your energy and attention, because, again, it's a controllable. It's in your it's in your universe. Now, it's very fascinating about this idea is if anything's going to change out there, which, again, it's just an algorithm that keeps on a loop because you keep feeding it your attention. So when you shut that off and you start building your community and you start innovating your community, that model gets picked up by everybody because everybody <laughs> wants a successful community in these days, this age of Aquarius, right? And so, you know, looking at it that way, that's, again, another way to tend your garden. It's, yes, if you're going to go vote, maybe go run for city councilman. Maybe do that instead of pour over the news and how the real housewives of whatever are ramping up this week. You know, I mean, it's just... I think that we're just kind of in an age of authenticity, and I just think that all that nonsense is fading away. And so it's yelling a lot louder than usual to get your attention because it's starving. That's what I think is going on. Yeah, well said, man. Well said. What I learned, what I got from that, especially when you first started, is worry about you. You know, worry about you, your family, your tribe, however we want to word it, right? And then at the same time, you know, there are things if you want to give back or, or, or make an impact in this world, there are things you can do on the local level. Right. And that, that yeah, makes sense, man. I like that a lot. And that's one thing I've really learned over the last maybe two years. Right. I was always focused on things that I shouldn't have been focused on, not necessarily things going on in the world with the, with the drama, chaos, and confusion, but some other things. Right. And I've learned that it's most important to start with me, to focus on me. And that bought about a freedom right? A liberation, which has been life-changing for me, man. Yeah. That is, that is oh, amazing. Yeah. And, and for the record, man, I haven't voted since 2008. I've only voted a few times in my life, but when, uh, when Obama ran the first time, I believe it was, is, is when I voted. And I didn't even understand, you know, I was just voting for him because he was the first black man, well, not the first black man to run for president, but who, who I thought actually had a chance. And, you know, how how freaking ignorant was I, right? Because to the now I'm I'm definitely not a fan of Obama, uh, nothing like that. But I was I was kind of I was being led astray. But then I, I changed my focus over the years and and started with me, and then started meditating and doing all these things, and then that's when I started to be able to see through the bullshit of, of everything going on out, out there. And um, you know, my audience has always heard me say nothing is as it seems. You know, um, which which leads me to a question. I want to know what you guys think. And, and Dan, we'll, we'll start with you. Like we, we've talked about Elon buying Twitter a couple of times. Um, we've talked about that. And then this whole Kanye thing. Right. And I, I don't want to get into with, with say like Kanye, if is he right or wrong for what he said or any, anything like that. But what, what I do want to get you guys opinion on, if 
you all feel that he is really standing in his truth or is he like a, a, a just another person that's been put forth to implement even greater chaos and confusion? Same thing with, with Kyrie and, and Elon too. Are they, these guys really, do you guys think they're really for the people or are they just, just on some BS on the same team as those who, who cause all this chaos and confusion? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell with, with Kanye. Um, he was always kind of on those conspiracy websites with him showing all the symbolism, him being affiliated with like Jay-Z. I mean, him dating the Kardashian, uh, Kim Kardashian. And, um, so when, when all of that was happening, it, this, this is what I'm really frustrated with these days is just like how these, these phenomenon come through in waves and like two weeks ago, nobody was really even thinking about the midterms, but it was all about like the Jews and like talking like Kanye and talking about the Jews and can we talk about them? Can we, can, how can we refer to them? Blah, blah, blah. And you know, that just comes in a huge wave and everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's taking their hot take on it. And then like the next week, it's almost like I haven't heard anything about the Kanye stuff this week. So it, my, I don't really have a clear uh, stance on how I think about it, but I think it's really interesting that a, like he was accused for forever of like being affiliated with Illuminati stuff. And even that last time that they, put him in a, an institution and then he came out with like bleached hair and they're like, Correct. Oh, they just MK ultraed him. Well, it's, mm-hmm. I just find it interesting that in the middle of all this, he, he comes out and is showing screenshots of his like personal trainer basically saying like, I'll, I'll drug, we'll drug you up so bad. You'll be too far gone. You're, you're nothing like, so that, that is pointing to like an MK ultra, like, psychological manipulation and grooming and having a quote unquote handler. So in a weird way, like that's validating a lot of the conspiracy stuff. Cause everybody's like, Oh, she's MK ultra. That's her handler. Like, and, and he is in kind of a very chaotic way where he's sort of burning bridges and giving up everything. Seemingly he's kind of trying to expose it, but he's, He's articulating it in like this, this way that's really bluntly saying like it's there's a Jewish factor to it too, and so that's if he was just saying like the elites, the elites, these the people in power, these people, those people, he could he could prove that conspiracies are kind of true and that there are handlers, that there are agendas, that there are psyops, but because his his expression was like oh it's the Jews that are doing this, then everybody's only focused on the anti-Semitism minus like the fact that he's part of something bigger. That's more just like the deep state, you know, it's like the people who run the media, the people who do this, the people who do that. And just the fact that he said that though, even all conspiracies aside, it, what he said was true that these certain people in power have something in common. And it's it's interesting that you can't say something like that without any like you can just say that as a fact as a statement that like Jewish people statistically are in really high positions of power period but then it's like that's so anti-semitic to say so with with everything that came out with him 
it was kind of, there was all these different angles and all these different things that really makes me feel extra schizo talking about it. Cause it's like, Oh, well, he proved conspiracies are true. Oh, he kind of like lifted the, the veil on the Jewish thing that we can't talk about and that everybody's getting triggered by it. Oh, and then he's getting basically shadow banned and he's getting his bank account taken away. So it's proving that, you know, the banks and the, the government can do that to like people that are troublemakers. So yeah, it, my answer, my answer to the Kanye thing was kind of chaotic. And I think it's just a chaotic situation with like lots. And even though I think like he is standing up to his controllers, I think once you're that deep in it, they'll steer him and they'll turn him into whatever they want, you know? So. Mm. Sam, I saw you shake your head to that. You agree? Yeah. There's a few things in there. It's a, well, whenever you see a public figure make such an obvious tactical blunder like that, like say, oh, it's the Jews or something, you know, and it does get back to like that, like there's an old joke that it's like, you know, you tell them, you tell them there's a, a cabal of billionaire capitalists running the world and they're, they're just fine with it. You tell them what their last names are and suddenly you're an anti-Semite. Um, it's like, a Kanye's he's got to be at least somewhat useful for the establishment because he's still breathing. Like if he was really that dangerous, they'd do something about him. Mm. And like, we're still hearing from him. So, and that's like the thing with, you know, like when, uh, Chappelle kind of disappeared or, uh, Alex Jones before the, you know, uh, give freaking what trillion dollar settlement that, you know, he got, against him it's like i have to wonder if they're allowed in the mainstream what's wrong with them you know like if they're not silenced hmm. um 100 and yeah 100 uh, keep rolling you're doing great go 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 <laughs> no I, I i feel like i kind of i had something else but I, I i don't know how to phrase it Just nailed it though absolutely nailed it he's useful that's why he's still there he's still getting your attention Damn. So useful as in being a distraction? Am, yeah. I, am I on the right path? As a choice okay. point for your attention. I, I've really boiled it down. Like I th- I think I've cracked it on this. Everything goes back to energy. Everything goes back to your yeah, attention. Brother. And the right, second that right. you deny them that, that that's where it's at. And the second you start feeding it to yourself and healing yourself and being service to your family and those around you and your community like that, they hate that shit. They don't want that because you're not distracted by something you can't control. It's the moth thing. You know what I mean? It's like a light out there and you, you just spin it around it. There's nothing to, it just gets your attention. That's all it is. It's a louche farm. You know, it's just, <clears throat> so I just decided just not like to be the moth that just turned around and went the other way. And I realized, look, I'm not a moth. I'm a butterfly. Right. And just like y'all, right. I'm a butterfly, I gotta, gotta spread my wings and fly. You know, uh, something, something also to this, just another perspective I'd like to interject if I may. Is this to the same vein? Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of interesting stuff that goes on here. And one of the biggest ways in which I think this place works is that you're not told the truth of anything, of what you are, what this place is, what, you know, what what's going on, right? And so that's like the biggest thing. And so to me, that focusing on that has been what I've been doing rather than the piddly stuff that they that to me looks obvious as just to get my attention. It's just a kid going, Hey, over here. Hey, over here. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're doing adult shit. You know what I mean? And so 
look, looking at it this way, though, whenever I then apply it back to energy and back to you and back to all of this, then I look at the distractions out there and you can see things from many different levels now. And again, I'm just kind of in observer mode here, so I just kind of see it. So with with the levels of conspiracy, what's so interesting, and we could talk about the uh, 2019, 2020 thing that happened. Uh, can we say it or are we getting... Yeah, you can say it. Hush? Yeah. Okay. You can say COVID. It. When that when that nonsense happened, uh, what was interesting about it is, yes, it was an energy. And what did you call it, Sev? A panic-demic? <laughs> I love yeah, it. Like I that. love that, by the way, because that's it, right? It's just, uh, it's like fear. It's like, okay, we're going to cast this net and we're going to see how many fear fish we can catch with this thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like that that's, again, what's going on. Now, what's awesome, again, about this is there's a level of the conspiracy, which is the obvious. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what's going on, and about 80% uh, of the people people are, are going to see this, because I don't think every—I've been led to believe that maybe everybody's not real here, and when we can absolutely touch on that if you'd oh, like, that's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So 80% of the people are uh, not—are are, going to fall for it automatically. That's a given. That's like they can just write that off. That's on their bubble <laughs> in the back, right? They can, they can color that part in already. Then you've got um, another part of the uh, percentage of people that see that it's bullshit, but they're going to drop little clues in there for you because they know it. You know what I mean? Gordon White said a wonderful quote months ago. I heard this and it's just really stuck with me and changed the way I look at things. And it's that your reaction to the crisis is part of the crisis. And so if you really think about that, then you're like, okay, well, then it is energy and you're committing to that. But they're just counting on you to react. So whenever they drop little things in there, like the MK Ultra and... um, uh, let's go back to COVID for a minute, just because we were on that. So they drop it 80% of people. Now, the, there's a wonderful person, I forget who it was, that put the video together of all of the governors coming out when they were announcing how many cases they had at the start of that whole thing. Do y'all remember that? And they put a video together and oh, yeah. all of them, do y'all remember what they yeah, said? How yeah. many cases each governor in all those states? 33. Exactly 33, Ooh. really, all of y'all oh. at the same damn time. Come on, man. So then there's the level of of the conspiracy that they know that we're going to pick up on, but we're still going to contribute energy into it because it still interests us. It's still something that we know that the 80% don't, right? We see this, the 80% don't. And so it's another, in my mind, again, kind of like option. It's not, I'm not going to say trap, but it's an option. So you can focus on that and you're absolutely right to do so because it's there. You know what I mean? But it's, it's obvious, you know what I mean? Kind of like the bat thing, right? So they're like, oh, this came from bats in a wet market. So that's a drop for the conspiracy people to play with and just give your energy to it. And then you have the 80% of people who are just scared shitless because they don't know what's going on anyway, and they give their energy to it. And so they're getting all this energy from it, and they don't care what the result is. They're, they're playing both sides of it anyway. You know, they're mm-hmm. standard oil in World War II, man. They're making money on both mm-hmm. sides. So right, it's like, okay. again, when you look at it like this, I just kind of think it's very, very interesting, man. And then the levels of conspiracy are interesting. Also, if you think about it energetically, this time, it feels like we're all sort of ascending. And you're, you nailed it with this, Justin, with the energies. And we're all feeling it right now. They're very intense. This may be also why perhaps this eclipse season was so mild as far as catastrophes go, because we're all a little bit more chill. You know, I think our collective energy has a lot to do with what manifests in this reality. So as you see people wake up, even in these times of what should be historically predictable turmoil, they're not it shows to me an advance in our energy. It shows we're all collectively kind of doing our shit, you know, working on ourselves and really raising that vibe as to counteract what historically we could have predicted. Now with that being shaken up, because everything's being shaken up, 
it's an energetic thing. So as we ascend, what happens to frequencies as they ascend microscopically, they get tighter and shorter wave patterns, right? Well, what this means is that consp- but both energies exist at the same time because we're in duality. So you have dark, you have light, you have all this heavy energies and they're increasing in vibration and they're both counterbalancing each other. And so those interference patterns are going to be hitting you from both sides because it's both energies. You got to have it. It's the, just the place we're in. Duality, right? So again, when you look at it like this, you're going to see faster waves of conspiracies. You're going to see these crazy things happen and then another one and then another one quicker and then another one quicker and then another shooting and whatever. But you're also feeling the high frequencies happening as well to kind of aid you in these in this barrage of nonsense, right? So again, I just kind of look at this place energetically. That's once I got that lens uh, in my mind, it, it you know, and I replace it with everything because I don't plant my flag. But really, that lens is really it's made so much sense. Like everything just keeps making sense when I look at it that way. And whenever I apply those understandings to my own life, now I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, so my attention is really what's at stake here. So as long as I'm mindful of that, and not like turn everything off and whatever, just be mindful of it. Like just know that that's the game. And then play it however you want. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, Justin, I know you wanted to have sort of like a debate or controversy thrown in. And going off of what Brandon was just talking about with like your the war for your attention. um, I I mean, it's it's super new agey, but I've been on this like kick of trying to. fall asleep to and wake up to like positive affirmations. <laughs> so like, nice. like start. The, so when you're like just getting up in the morning, you're kind of like hypnotizing yourself with positivity. And then when you're like easing into sleep, you're, you're doing the same thing. And mm-hmm. um, after doing that for a little bit, you know, I over the years have just been eating up conspiracy content all the time. Like I, I, there can't there's all these great podcasters all these podcasts all these creators 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 and like when i'm in the habit of doing the affirmation like feeding myself positive stuff i'm kind of realizing like conspiratainment is kind of feeding yourself paranoia or feeding yourself um yes sir negativity and i am a i am part of the problem like i have a podcast that does that um so, to an extent you know sometimes but um I think that's even just to go back to the original question, how are you feeling right now? I think my disillusionment is like, you know, just that like this whole red wave kind of was a flop. And it, there's a sense that like everything is business as usual. The past two years that the conspiracy people were like sounding the alarm about. I mean, I was more inspired to podcast when there was like real shit to talk about real time during COVID. So that's like what motivated me. And now that it's all like over and the conspiracy circles are like really jacked up with really extreme theories, like that about what's the shape of the globe, like what's, um, you know, should we go to the light after death? Like, or, or should we run from the life? Is this a prison planet? Blah, blah, blah. And it got so much more schizo. And it's like, I'm just trying to like live a good life and try to, I don't know, feed myself positive stuff and do stuff to help my individual trajectory. And like, I find myself when I, I used to just be like eating up conspiracy content just to like, when I'm folding the laundry, when I'm driving, when I'm doing it. And now when I'm looking at it, I'm just like, 
it's something's different. Like I don't really want to just feed myself like, oh, well, what if like the shape shifting reptilians are hiding the flat earth thing, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's, it's getting to the, it's, it, it sucks too. And that's what I, that's what I feel disillusioned about is because like so many other people in this community during COVID, I was so inspired to be like, yeah, these are like the truth seekers. These people are awake. We're all in this together to like fight against this, this uh, pandemic. And now that that's like behind us and the everyday people are like, COVID's over, let's forget about it. Let's move on. And the conspiracy crowds are like going ape shit about like really wacky stuff. I just, I'm like, kind of like just not even consuming it anymore. (laughs) And I, it's, I used to do it all the time. You know, it used to be so relevant and being like, Hey, like these are all the conspiracies coming true at once. It's called COVID. And now it's like, now all the conspiracy theorists are like, I feel like it's too chaotic of energy and too counterproductive now that like the pressing issues aren't really in our face. So that's, I I guess that's my like negative take for, for (laughs) this this community that we're, well, I have a, I have a counterpoint um, to that. Yeah. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about kind of a lot lately is that, and your choice of the word schizo uh, lends itself very well to the point I'm trying to make is like back in the nineties, you know, uh, there was like satanic panic kind of stuff. Oh, there's a cabal of satanic pedophiles, like elites raping and whatever children. Dah, 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 dah. And like that being lumped in with the same at the time it was, you know, lumped in with the same sort of, like, truly schizo type stuff of, like, my, uh, you know, Jesus Christ impregnated me through the radio, like, a man saying that or something, <laughs> like, just truly out there stuff. Um, it almost seems politically motivated. Like, people started saying that satanic panic stuff around the 90s. That's about when Epstein started operating. Uh, then I I can't help but uh, notice that Epstein, that story broke, like, December 2019, and then bam, COVID hits. Suddenly, the only communication allowed is through their channels. Hmm. Um, like no, no more talking to people at the bar. Just like Rumsfeld, like a month after the Epstein story. Just broke. like Rumsfeld announcing 2.3 trillion dollars missing on September 10th of 2001. Yes. Yeah, right. Good point. <laughs> um, and so, uh, it's like I I agree with you to some extent that like you know some of that stuff is. Uh, but some other of it is, uh, it seems like discounting out of hand things that there is room for in, in plausibility these days, like, uh, perhaps not, um, I mean, flat earth, that's one, like, I, I Dude, just let's talk it. about it. I want to uh, absolutely talk about it. Keep going. I'm, and, and to be fair, um, I've, I've, I've consumed a lot of it. I've considered it. I've thought about it. Um, but it's just, it's just when all of these different, really crazy topics are like kind of bombarding us and you're flipping through your podcast player and you're like, I don't think I can really contemplate the shape of the earth right now. Like, like I'm, 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 I'm feeling really like burnt out on, um, this stuff. Whereas before it was like, Hey y'all, we've got a common goal. We got to like speak the truth about this pandemic. But now it's like so skits it feels it's like i see myself or i see my uh the content 
that I used to always love consuming. I see that as like the crazy conspiracy theorist stuff, the way that like NPCs would be like, oh, you don't get vaccinated. You're, you must be a conspiracy theorist. But now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, well, the conspiracy theorists are kind of create like making me feel crazy lately. And it's, it maybe it, it comes in waves, you know? I think it's, um, it's a perception issue. Like the, because the though COVID seems to have dissipated for the time being, like the forces at work behind it, like the the World Economic Forum is still publishing shit on their website, like explicitly stating the emperor has no clothes on, and a bunch of people are like such immaculate tailoring. You know, it's a uh, the they're gonna do it with climate. They're gonna do it with. I mean, just name it. Like they'll they'll find an excuse to. To force us further and further towards eating the bugs and living in the pod. <laughs> now, I tell you what, NPCs have come up twice. And Brandon, I want to circle back to you, brother, because you said something very interesting last time you were speaking where you talked about 80% of the people. And you said we could tap oh, on that a bit, man. So air quotes. Let me, let, me, let me hear what you have to say about that because I have some interesting theories on that myself. All right, but Seb, I want to I want to point out perception issue. I would absolutely agree with you that I used to view it as a perception issue. Now I view it in, or as a, a perception issue. Now it's more of a perception opportunity because all they do is perception management. Which what does perception mm-hmm. do? It guides your attention. See, it right. all reduces down to that denominator for me. Whenever you know, it just kind of the math works right for me intellectually. Okay. I heard a talk uh, not too long ago. I shared it on my Instagram. Um, you can go to expandingrealitypodcast.com. That's a link for everything, and all of it will link you wherever you need to go. Anyway, uh, go to there uh, to Instagram. There was a guy that had a talk uh, that was talking about NPCs. It's just sort of an idea, and, man, it, it rung one of those bells in me that's just like, this is probably it. You know what I mean? Um, just because, again, it all kind of made sense. And I just have one of my superpowers is I can zoom out, and I can see things on a big picture, and I can see – you know what's going on and so when i looked at it, it zoomed out through that lens i was like oh my god if you think about it so i had a guy on the show named ben rosenberg uh his second episode uh on my show comes out tomorrow but anyway uh something that he said that stuck with me when he came on he's a real ancient ai clones have been around for a long time which also uh, we can absolutely talk about but um mm-hmm. one of the things he said that really rung uh, a bell in me the same way that this does is is that all souls need a body not all bodies need a soul. Now, if you really stop and think about that, and then I kind of cross-reference that, you know, I've got a big lens I see the world through. And so uh, I, I cross-reference this within like contact phenomena, which I talk to a lot of contactees of the, you know, non-human uh, intelligence variety on, on the show. And one of the, the common themes that I've heard uh, Gray's reportedly saying uh, is, is that they look at us like vessels. Like when people ask, hey, what are we, right? If somebody has the wherewithal, to not go, hey, what's that thing in my butt? But to go, hey, what are we? Like, what's this place? What's going on here, right? What they'll answer is, is that your vessels, you know, there's just your vessels. And then if you cross-reference that with also some stories of the near-death experience to where people will cross over, right? They they hear a snap. There's like a, a pop sound, a literal pop. And then they look back at their body and they can see their body. And then they move on and they do their thing. But whenever they glance at their body, one of the things that they say pretty commonly is, is that they saw their body and they just looked at it like it was clothes that they took off from the day, like this shirt that I'm just mm. going to throw in the laundry and no big deal. So there's no emotional attachment to this, meaning that 
it's probably not that big a deal. You know what I mean? And that's also one of my superpowers here. I, I'm here to give people back to themselves. That's my role here. It's like, hey, it's probably not that big a deal. So when you look at it like this and you say, okay, graves think we're vessels. Um, people who have had near-death experiences don't give a shit about their body. They're just like, ah, it's just like clothes or whatever. It's no big deal. And then you think about, um, you cross-reference that also with uh, stories of walk-ins of these, um, you know, uh, accounts of people like having spirit possessions of, you know, these beings taking them over. Uh, you can see this at work with the 80% that you work around because I can guarantee you if number one, you're listening to this, you're outside of that. And number two, uh, if you're a participant on this, you are outside of that. But what I can guarantee is that you are surrounded by it. Uh, and this has to do with the way that I think this place works. We are we are supposed to grow where we're planted. And the way that we grow, our type of folk, the ones outside of that 80%, the real souls, if you want to put it that way, the way we grow best is through challenge, adversity, dichotomy. And so you do that by surrounding yourself with a shitload of what you're not, right? And so to find out what you really are, we were all the black sheeps in our family. I know that for sure. So again, when you kind of look at it like this, you could say, that maybe this is just a ride and it's just a game and you're here just to kind of touch, smell, taste, see and hear everything you can before you go with no judgment and to enjoy the shit out of it. And if you want to, you know, um, you know, watch the elections and freak out over it or obsess over conspiracy theories, that's fine. It's all part of the ride. Like, that's what's so cool about this place. There's no wrong way to do it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if you look at it through all of that, okay. <laughs> then perhaps uh, the 80% is here to facilitate the ride and the experience. So then what you're saying is, okay, so they're basically just like employees, right? They're just here uh, like uh, staff, you know, they're here to help uh, expansion of consciousness. You paid for this ride, essentially, you know, you signed up for it, right? And so if you look at it like that, then there would be a program or a consensus reality of sorts going on, running in the background that, 80% of the population needs to be like tapped into wirelessly, right? And so they just kind of all go with the programs whenever a new thing rolls out and they all freak with the wave of fear because your job, you as this black sheep, as this person listening, as this 10% or smaller, the real souls here, you learn through that. And your job is to navigate this duality and do it escaping fear and not letting fear guide you or any emotion attached to its vibration. Don't let it hold you down. That's one of the biggest lessons here. But the system in place keeps this these fear bombs moving to be like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you can get caught up in this? This is an option, too. As long as you don't let it get you suck you into that, it stops, man. It, it really it, it goes away like attracts like. And so if you're not like that, you don't get things like that. So if you look at, though, th so this talk that this dude had was 100 million souls on this place. What do you all think? Is that a little low, a little high or? freak you out a little million? bit that there's only a hundred million actual people here and one of the great lit litmus tests for these backdrop or background people or filler people i've heard them also called is you you think about this now uh when's the last time you saw your neighbors bring their groceries in <laughs> i can't even tell you man they're probably an npc Recently, just the other have you, day. Do you have recent? Do you have pretty good contact with this character in your life? Do you guys are y'all familiar? Yeah, I live in a pretty close knit community. Do you two talk more than the other neighbors around you? Um, actually, kind of less. Okay, so. that's interesting. Usually, it's like this. But I mean, I do. It's like a character. I in do your have reality. contact. With yeah. Them. See, it's a, so if you yeah. have contact, a story will be generated. Like this is how this works because now we're a functional character in your reality that you expect to see because you had an interaction that was meaningful. 
Yeah, I, it's the idea of how many souls, though, I, I've I've given some thought to the idea of like the soul economy, so to speak, how how many there are, how they're generated, if they're generated or if they're recycled. You know, is it a more Abrahamic sort of one soul, you know, created track to heaven type thing? Or is it more like a Hindu of, you know, recycling until you reach moksha? Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like the way you characterized it. I The analogy I would give is like, imagine a massively multiplayer online yeah. role-playing game that's populated with NPCs and you could log in and play the role of one. And that's essentially, you know, hundred percent. Not it's, only. It's, oh, and the, the premise actually tracks further than that because the, the stuff that a player isn't looking at would not be rendered. It's uh, essentially like, you know, in those old driving games, as you know, you drive down the road, the scenery would pop into now, view. This is when you start playing with your reality. Okay. And I love that you said this because just behind me here, there's only a camera telling me what I think should be back there. Cause it's a bunch of shit that I built and set up back there. Right. But maybe not. And maybe you characters aren't real. And maybe I'm not real. And maybe none of this is real. Maybe only one of us, right? And only and and maybe there's a multi uh, system of multiverse simulations running where there's different characteristics to where you say I'm going to run a thousand simulations. It's going to be populated by the same people. And then I'm going to dial this character, this percentage of the population of characters, uh, curiosity up and this fear up and this you know, pleasure way up, you know, or what love of sex, whatever. And so you have these like different um, parameters that are set for each version of you in each reality. And so maybe you're a backdrop character in another reality, you know, as to save computing power, right? So now if you think about this, and this is where you hack it, this is where you start having fun with it. Let's say that you just play the what's the best that can happen game, because this is the only way that I play the future stuff. Not what's the worst that can happen, not, oh my God, whatever, recession, whatever. The way that I play it is what's the best that can happen, okay? And so when you really start playing with your reality like this, if you choose to subscribe to the idea that you can create your reality through your attention, which the elite think that you can because they're attempting to get it all the time, therefore it's very valuable. So if you rechannel it and you can alchemize it into something that's useful for you, then perhaps applying it to a model as if it's not rendered unless you're paying attention to it, this is an interesting thing to do. This is where like the shower portal idea comes in to where whenever you get into a shower, you shut the door. I remember you told me about that, yeah. You shut the door right. and the idea goes that nothing exists in the world outside of that because all right. it is is a sea of potentiality. That's it, based on your paradigm, right? And so when you open that shower curtain or open that door to get out of that shower, you're now stepping into a new rendered version of your reality. So it can be then whatever you want. Let's say that you want to then inhabit one of those other multi- verse beings of you that's more suited to your desires like if it's an infinite number of things all of it exists so why don't you just tune into the one you want and perhaps you could mindfully do this by viewing this place as unrendered when you're not looking at it so therefore every time you open a door every time you walk through a threshold every time you take a shower go into a closet out of a closet whatever picture yourself walking into a world that's rendering the way that you want it way more than the way that you don't and damn it if your life doesn't change just by that you know, and it's NLP, it's, it, it's, you know, it's semantics, but it's, it's powerful, man. It's so goddamn powerful. So well said, man. So well said. What I'm getting from you, Brandon, is uh, creation, you know, and not yeah. only creation, but we're in control, which Absolutely. makes me think of something, right? So all three of you guys know I had my ayahuasca experience last year. We, we All three of us, we talked about that at separate times, right? Well, this year I've kind of, uh, what, what I've done is, is kind of, you know, um, 
stuck with the psychedelic theme a few times. So about three times this year, I, I tried shrooms for the first time, right? And one of the things that came through during my ceremony in my sacred space while doing like the heroic dose, I did like five grams, right? And then went straight into meditation was not only can we manifest and create a reality, but we actually do that before we even get here, right? Yeah. We create it. Yeah. But, you know, we, we have the ability, which ties into what you said, Brandon, to, to change the script, if you will, depending on the different experiences we have here. And so you saying that just totally freaking hit home and, and kind of brings it full circle, circles back home for me, man, because it was just, and, and another piece as well during my, my, my shroom ceremony was like, we're all on the stage and, you know, you see these people exit and come back on and exit and come back on. It's, it's just, and I saw it clear as day, man. I saw it clear as day. So, so damn. <laughs> you well you nailed it and you know i had a guy on named pat mahan and one of the things that really stuck with me that he said he runs a wonderful show called like attracts like by the way guys definitely check him out uh he he said that you know it, it's all a stage it's all one of the metaphors he uses at the end of the play you know the actors both good and bad the heroes and the villains come back out and bow together because they were necessary mm. for the experience that you just had so to what you said justin absolutely this is how i view this you know the simulation we have a lot of metaphors we could use but essentially we're vessels or actors that are tapping into these avatars or vehicles that run in this place because they're tuned to this frequency of the 3D reality with like mountains and waterfalls and butterflies and shit. And so, you know, you get to run around and experience this. It's just your haptic suit. You know, it's just mm -hmm. it's it's your play suit. And so, you know, but both are necessary to have the experience. And really, when you look at it like this, because. I mean, you get to the unity consciousness thing. You're sitting here saying, okay, so everything's God. Everything's one. Everything's one consciousness. So that means that God and devil are the same thing. And that means that maybe these dark and light energies are here to facilitate the lesson to me of balance and to walking the middle path, no matter what happens on either side. And so perhaps this is the way that it works. But I really do see this place as like a West world, you know, to where mm -hmm. like you get to not only are there good and bad air quotes, air quotes here, but also they're just options like you you know, probably were a black hat in one of these realities, and now you're a white hat in this one. So you play, mm -hmm. you know, any side you want. And what's even more fascinating is that you're all of it all at once. Like, there's no separation. Yeah. So it's like, that's a real trip, man. And when you really start looking at this, man, it's like Bill Hicks said, you know, what's going to happen to the arms industry when they realize we're all one? You know, it's like, it, it's this idea that I think is the main purpose it's like this is the thing that will really set you free because then you realize what i do you know and it's all it's riddled sev you could quote us probably eighty thousand uh quotes of scripture there that say you know what you do to somebody else you do to me you know so what you do for someone else you do for me all of this idea and this you know as above so below all of these concepts again just zoom out just zoom it way out if we're all the same Zoom it in a little bit. We're facilitating experience by playing both sides. Zoom it in a little bit more. This is an area of dichotomy. It, it exists in duality. And perhaps, you know, this is to navigate duality to facilitate it through this experience of this play that you're having where there's no judgment about it because we're all playing these roles. Like it's all necessary to facilitate the experience. This is why when you get into concepts like this and you start talking about that, you know, like Klaus Anel Schwab, like he's in it for our good. Like we're happy with this guy because he's shaking everything up and facilitating this awakening in consciousness, right? Mm. Think of how many people are questioning their reality right now because of the tragedy, air quotes, that happened in 2020. It forced everybody to go home and do shadow work and really work on themselves. 
And there were a lot of people that couldn't take that. And that's okay. And they checked out and that's fine. The, we're going to go on to the next part of the play without you. You know what I mean? And and it's okay. Like all of it, I, I really see a different man. And I've just got this new perspective on it that, like I said, it's all going to work out because it is like it, if that. there is no time and all that shit, like this was your favorite reality. So you're tuned into it now because it's your favorite. Like that should even one up you even more <clears throat> infinite number of things you could be right now. And you're choosing to be here right now. You know what's exactly. that line? Thank you for being, you could been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with me. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, isn't that empowering? You know, when you look at it that way. Well, I tell you what, my, my, my mindset has definitely changed, man, over the last couple years here in regards to the experience of it all. That's what I love, just the experience of it all. From, yeah. the, from the moment I wake up in the morning to to when I start work, to I get home with work, from work and I'm with my kids, with my family, then to why I lay down at night and then have a different experience somewhere else in the dream state. Right. It's just the experience of it all. And keeping that mindset helps me along my journey, especially when challenging times happen, right? I don't call them bad times. I call them challenging times, right? I can't lose because I benefit from them some way, somehow I benefit from them. And so that kind of keeps me grounded to a certain extent, knowing that, okay, this is happening. I created this before I got here and I've been, uh, you know, doing some editing while I've been here. And because of that, this is where I am and that's okay. Regardless of what it is, I, I just want to experience, just take in the data, just experience it from a, from a different perspective, uh, perspective, you know, which is, which, which is awesome. This has been awesome for me. So, Congrats on the mushrooms, man. That's badass. <laughs> First time I yeah, ever man. took them, I had no idea. I just bought mushrooms in Huntsville, Texas. We call it Hunts Vegas because the only thing there is the prison and the school, whatever. Anyway, so uh, I bought these these bag of mushrooms from this guy. I was like, "How much?" And he was like, thirty bucks." I was like, "Okay." And I get them, and they I go, "How much is this?" He goes, fourteen grams." I go, "Okay." And then Ooh. I just went home and I threw it all in a blender and drank all of it all at once. Fourteen oh, grams, my first time to God. take them ever <laughs> because nobody else was at the apartment. And uh, I didn't know any better. So I was just like, okay, okay, so you put these in your face. And they tasted horrible. Like I tried to just eat one. Yeah. I still can't do it. I break them up. I, I take them quite a bit and I break them up. My mother-in-law <laughs> got me a bunch for my birthday. So what I'm saying is it's, uh, at least it wasn't that. You know, I had an awesome time. It was uh, useful. It was intense, but it was valuable. Like, yeah. But man, congrats intense. on your mushroom trip, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sam, you was about to interject, man. What did you, you start to say something? Yeah, just uh, Brandon, something you said about um, the unity of consciousness, uh, kind of like um, the God as all things as one thing kind of idea. Yeah, um, just experiencing itself the, subjectively it, through us and its experience. Yeah. Yeah, the the meme I like is uh, you are the universe repeatedly calling itself a failure. Yeah, and, <laughs> I love um, that, man. I'm absolutely taking that. I love that. Yeah, uh, but my what I was thinking is, I feel like that idea of the universal, you know, consciousness, it ties perfectly into uh, the question of the soul economy, in a sense that I think this is a perception generated reality, but it also can't be, um, you know, if a tree falls in the forest, and no one's around to hear it, it doesn't even exist. Like, it also can't be that because there it has to exist in the mind of the simulation, so to speak. Like, there has to at least be the the fractal procedural generation code to create the thing when it is observed. Right. And but it doesn't need to exist I, if it's not being I observed. Think... It I'm doesn't sorry? need to exist if it's not being observed. Mm. 
this may be how like new discoveries are made. Like perhaps scientists are looking around for something and they're like, oh, this should be here. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it either. All right, let's go get some sleep. We'll come back tomorrow. And then they come back tomorrow and the observer effect kicks in and bing, bong, boom, we have something crazy new and awesome. You find new species constantly. And I get this is a big place. I'm not, I'm not saying that new discoveries aren't anything. I'm saying that coming into the conversation as well as this idea of consensus reality and that we are all perhaps in different places, you know, and, and when we speak about simulations, I'm dude, I, I do this shit where I'll be like, and, and I do this with the nuts and bolts people with the UFO phenomena, you know, how, why would they come here? Why, you know, how it would take so long and it'd be so hard. And, and the answer I always give is perhaps it's not hard for them, you know, perhaps from our perspective, that's the way that we would see it uh, facilitated, but perhaps, you know, maybe it's like totally different. I had a guy named uh, Dr. Doug Matsky on he, his episode will be out next week. He's a uh, quantum computing PhD. He worked for uh, Texas Instruments on their AI uh, program for 20-something years. Something he was talking about, it was uh, it's fourth-dimensional reality, and we're getting into like quantum physics and stuff. And one of the great things he does is he he's able to put visual aids together to where we can visualize this stuff, right? And so if we're looking at the thing that we're in from within the thing that we're in, we can't determine what we're in. But you can guess all day and that and, you know, they're non-falsifiables. It's, you know, speculation and it's fun. That's the reason I enjoy doing it. It doesn't like determine the decisions I make on a day, you know, but what what's fun because I'm just into the philosophy of it. But what's interesting about this is that perhaps it's something even crazier or even more simple. You know what I mean? Um, then we can even fathom because we're in it. It's like you can't see you're in a bucket if you're in a bucket, right? You know, it's like, it's one of those things from you can't see what the fourth dimension's like from the third dimension, but you have to create the third dimension from outside of it. It's this really interesting concept. And so I get, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I, I think also, you know, like, again, to this idea of consensus reality, just real quick, and this ties into your thing. It, it's about the tree falling in the woods. It doesn't need to fall in the woods if I'm not around any woods. But if it, I can think that if there is woods out there, then perhaps I create woods with my mind and then a tree falls in it. You know, maybe it's that obtuse. Maybe it's that like clunky. You know what I'm saying? At a, at a distant level, maybe. Um, I think maybe a better way to like phrase the analogy would be that like the, um, you know, we are the player of this MMO simulation and God is more like the server. Yes. In yes. that it provides um, the experience. Yeah. It renders the experience. Yeah, yeah. And it is also our connection to it, like through it, you know, in a, in a sense and the, you know, determiner architect and master kind of thing. Uh, uh, oh, man, I feel like I just, my train of thought, I had something and it just, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I don't really have any like, Co uh, rational reason to believe this. I just feel like the this idea of an observer-generated reality must be tied to God in the sense that, like, we generate the reality by observing it because we are an aspect of the divine to avoid solipsism. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about the idea that you're a student of God, you're a God in training, and you're the one creating all this in real time? I think the cold the cold facts of reality um are like would would lead me to believe that's not the case. Like the fact that you can't wish your way out of being fed feet first into a wood chipper, like no matter how bad it sucks, uh 
would lead me to believe that's not the case, I think. Well, you haven't been fed into a wood chipper yet. So, I mean, yes, that option's out here in reality. And this is back to the NPC thing. And this is going to sound heartless as fuck. And I don't mean it like that. It's just part of the philosophy. If all these NPCs are running around, think of uh, what's the Matrix may have been sitting around one day. And I'm not a heartless son of a bitch. I'm just going to tell you all this right now because this is going to sound cold as fuck. The Matrix may have been sitting around saying, okay, well, uh, people are going to realize eventually that working in the system sucks and that this cubicle thing and that this corporate life and all this stuff, how do we keep them in it? And they're like, oh, I got this. Tell them that if they don't do this stuff for money, they're going to lose everything and they're going to end up on the street. And then what we'll do is we'll post a bunch of people out that they don't want to be and we'll call them homeless people. And then we'll just scatter them about the place as constant reminders to stay in line. Perhaps it's a choice point. You know what I mean? So maybe there are things like this in reality all over the place that aren't real, but they're only real for you if you choose to embody them as a possibility for you in the moment. Now, how much time I'm dedicating the energy of being how much it would suck or concern I have about being fed feet first into a wood chipper at this particular time in my life is very, very low on my priority list. Right. And so it's like all of this stuff, too. Oh, Russian might. Uh, Putin's got a nuke. He's going to drop it and that's going to consume my reality. I'm going to dig a hole in the backyard. I think I can fit at least three of the kids in it and I'm going to store a bunch of food. It's like, what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? And, and, and to furthermore, if you do look at this as like an energy system, then that predictive programming, this idea of that they put a bunch of shit out and then we create it. That's the big thing, you know, because I kind of think that the cloud channel Schwab's or uh, Fauci's all this shit, they're just part of this experience. So therefore they have no real power. They just whisper in your ear because you're the creator. You're the one that creates this reality. So the options here can get you to steer it in a direction, but as long, but again, I think that's part of this experience. It's not for us just to get to the end of it. It's for us to figure out how it works, its mechanisms and how much bullshit we're being fed. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you, but in, in a, not a metaphysical, like in a purely like a kind of every nation has the government it deserves sort of sense that like um it's maybe like a you know this this thing that uh, it only has the power that you give it it's incorrigibly evil and it operates exclu- its only weapon is illusion that you know like is is the enemy and you know what like the christian bible would call the enemy also like it's it sounds basically like satan um and i don't know now i'm stumbling on what you were saying before about duality like is it is it really bad bad or can you just not have light without shadow kind of thing it's it's a facilitation of experience so at its core if you think like okay i'm god i'm omnipotent i can do anything i you know have this idea of fire you know what is that like then you create it to experience it right when you were a kid your mom said don't touch that it's hot you didn't know what hot was You didn't know. You didn't have a feeling to associate it. So now you walk over to a physical thing in your reality, experience hot, because experience is way different. You can look at pictures of France all day, but until you go there, you have no idea what it's like. It's the same thing as what's going on here. And as far as the different energies go, there's in countries in this in this example, if you're you experiencing yourself subjectively as everything all at once throughout history and time and everything, then there's got to be pockets of this reality to where there's different levels of lessons learned and situations mm-hmm. and combinations. So if you were born in the Middle East um, in 2001, that's probably not that good. 
you, you probably had a pretty intense experience for your ride, right? Or for your expansion of consciousness, right? But it facilitated the expansion of consciousness of everything because that's what it does. But you need these like pockets, you know, it, I think, you know, it goes the model, right? And so, but it just facilitates different experiences. It's just like in the example of Westworld, the movie, right? Or the uh, TV show, the books, whatever. You, you can be over here in uh, Westworld cowboy town, but then all because that facilitates a certain experience. But also you can go over here and there's like an Asian one with samurais and shit. Then you can go over here and there's a bunch of Vikings and shit. It just it's a different ride, man. It's it's going from this roller coaster at the amusement park to this one over here. It's different. It's in the same amusement park. It's just different. It offers a different experience. That's all is how I look at it. That's just how I look at it. Dan, how are you, you doing over the there? Ocean with waves. <laughs> What's up, Dan? I feel like I've just been talking the whole um, time. Yeah, I'm just kind of like listening to you guys, just chilling. Um, one thing I will say, just in my recent experience, um, I don't know, in my recent experience, I'm hearing so many people talk about the simulation again and talk about kind of a very like Gnostic point of view, like the, they're with like the wave of new voices or, or voices I'm discovering in conspiracy there seems like there's definitely like been a, a Gnostic kind of like demiurge reality, like simulation reality, reincarnation, reincarnation cycle. And um, I just, the more I look at this reality though, I've been using like a 3d um, 3d program called blender. And you, you like make worlds, you make stuff that's like, in the third dimension. So it has an X, Y, Z axis. You can make a cube and that's, that's what we're in right now. And um, like this, when we're talking about is the earth flat or is the earth round or mm -hmm. what are the planets? What's way, what's way out there. Um, I'm, I, I don't know about like the actual shape, but my conception is totally just like sim simulation that, even if you if you look at like the North Star, it's just this flickering light here in the simulation, but you can't go to it. Like you, NASA tells us stories about going to it, but you just can't go to it. And then it reminds me like in Mario or in like an N64 game where you would like go to the edge of the world and like hit a wall and you're like bumping into it. You're like, there's nowhere else to go. I think whatever the shape may be, I think our reality is like that. Like it, it's designed and it renders like the speed of light is like the rendering speed. So if they say that these other stars are like millions of light years away, that's just being, being like, just, you can't go there. Like it's, it's just a pretty little flickering light up there. And if you try to like render, render, render at the speed of light and get closer to it, it's sort of, it, it it just feels very kind of like space and all these other things that we look up at seems very simulation like is what I'm getting at. So yeah, it's, it's still just a picture on the sky box, not yeah. a part of the playable world space. Got it. What mm. you, what you're here to experience is not there. Yeah. That's why you can't go there. Yeah. But I mean, you can, I, as an astrologer, you, you could, it still is, very mathematical, very, those lights and those planets, whatever they are, it is cool to look through a telescope and see like Jupiter. It's like, it, it looks like Jupiter has moons. Um, they look round. So I, 
I, I'm not totally sold. I don't know what the flat earth argument is for like round planets and stuff, but um, yeah, just the, the movement of the stars that, that, that is a clock, but it's like, it's, I don't think you're supposed to go to Jupiter. Like you, you can see it with your naked eye or you could look through a telescope and it looks even cooler, but I don't, in my head, it's like if you tr- if you try to fly up there, you'll either like hit a wall, like the firmament, or it'll it's like rendering, mm. and it's just like you're not supposed to be out here. So, but I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But well, uh, to go back to something like the very very beginning of the, the podcast, one of the first things you said about kind of like losing faith in a you know astrology just because of like it, things didn't you know this the red wave was etc um i when i was younger i i kind of always thought astrology was just like you know healing crystals and like uh those kind of like art ho with the you know fractal yeah. tapestry hanging on her wall kind of kind of beliefs and like i don't know it's i still i it's it's kind of like a the magic only works if you believe in it but if you believe in it then the magic works kind of thing and i like still have a hard time believing in it for just who knows conditioning reasons i guess um but like looking into it and when i found out that the the zodiac in basically the modern recognizable form goes all the way back to like sumerian times uh like first attested to like seven thousand years ago uh it's it makes me think there's got to be something there, you know, at, at least something, even if I'm, yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, there it's, it's less that I, it's less that I don't believe in it. It's just more, I've studied it pretty deeply. And um, with the Zodiac, the Zodiac really isn't even about the 12 constellations or the 12 animals. It's just about a 360 degree wheel being divided into 12 sections and then mathematically just like tracking what moves through that space. And when they, Mm. when things align geometrically, you say, this is a significant point, what's going to happen. But yeah, with me, it's, it's a thing in my, that it's like my podcast, like what I podcast about. It's why I have listeners and it's an art thing. It's like a passion thing. And just like any passion, this is another thing that I'm thinking about a lot lately is like inspiration and passion and like really getting inspired to work on something or just start something. And, you know, when with astrology and with my podcast and everything, like it's not a consistent level of enthusiasm to talk about the stars like it goes through there's there's times where i'm like god damn like i don't really care what the stars have to say i'm living (laughs) but it's like love it i love it it's my job and my job is like a conspiracy astrologer it's so uh, it's like it there's there's points where i'm like fuck yeah i'm a conspiracy astrologer i live for this this is great but then there's times where i'm like i don't give a fuck and i also don't want to just be like blabbing stuff to like show up for work when then people are going to be like, Oh, I can't wait for Wednesday to be the worst day of the week. And then, so, so my, I, I'll, I'm just being transparent on here. Like the, the I passion do. for it, like I started doing it cause it's passion. I still, I'm, I'm going to always have a passion for it, 
but it go it ebbs and it flows. And lately I'm kind of just like questioning if I should still do it, even though I want to keep podcasting, mm. but it's like, I get bored with astrology and I get bored with conspiracy. And then it's like, well, I kind of made this my job. And if you don't consistently put out content, it's like not worth your effort. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. If we're going to be just talking about like questioning astrology or even questioning, not questioning conspiracy, but just like checking out of conspiracy, you know? So I, I hear you, brother. I hear you now. Now, Brandon, I know you've done many shows on Flat Earth and I know you have a, have some thoughts on that. Now, I heard Dan mentioned a few minutes ago about the firmament. You know, is what are your thoughts on it, man? Because I know I know you, I know man, you research I so stuff. Fucking thoughts on it. Uh, Dan, I want to say something to you uh, real quick, because I'm doing the yeah. uh, similar thing here. I'm pivoting. Thank God. Early on, I knew my interests were like fucking all over the place. So I named the show Expanding Reality. So I'm not really pigeonholed into anything, right? I, I just talk about all of it. But what what I can say, and maybe just to offer something as something transparent, is I am doing a pivot even in that, right? Um, that's expanding, right? And that's also why I named it Expanding, not Expanded for the verb, because it's continuous. So anyway, mm-hmm. what, what you may do and what I may offer is just a pivot. You know, maybe start adding and expanding your um, connection to the stars and then expressing some of your other interests beyond conspiracies and things like that maybe connect um to electroculture and how gardening ties into the stars and when like harvest and planting and all that kind of stuff um putting seeds in your mouth um actually read your dna and then you plant those seeds uh and then maybe do it on a specific moon cycle and you could point that out and then you know maybe interject little fun facts about things that also are relevant right like even have a woman on um i've got a few uh powerful warrior goddesses i could have on to talk about the red witch uh white witch the moon cycles and stuff like that with their cycles right so you could turn it into a whole psychic uh cycles thing you know and so that's a whole thing and we could talk off air but man i've got a ton of ideas for how you could pivot if you're interested you know what i mean because we all get to that point you plateau yeah well yeah and the other thing too is like it's more it's more i have a forecast aspect of the show than an interview aspect of the show and the forecast aspect is more of like I have to show up for this, and then it's like if you take a week off or t- a couple weeks off, that which is what I'm doing. I took this week off, and because I was just like, "Fuck it, I don't, I don't feel like doing this right now." And and I I don't know. I, and it's more like um, it's just annoying as like a creator that you're you're expected to like never stop and never take a break. And it's like, why do you want to hear me um, tell you the astrology of the week? If I'm like, if I don't even care about it, you know? So, yeah. But, but then there's times where it's like kicks back up and I'm back into it. But um, I think that's just the hardest part of podcasting and being a creator is like the expectation that it's like three, like 24, seven, 365, when really like normal people in the, these hobby, unless you have like a staff, unless you have like a, I don't know, co-host or something and like spreading it out, but making it a job is kind of what I struggle with. Cause it's like, it's like, what if I'm not interested in astrology this week, but I have to like show up for work, you know? So. You know, what, what I've found uh, is that you train people how to treat you. Right. And so perhaps your audience only responds that way because you've trained them to expect that. And that's fine. Like expectations change. And this is what's so cool about growing, right? As people, as anything. Let's let's take a band, for example. Let's take Green Day. Okay, Green Day, the band, has been playing the same power chords 
for decades and they've always gotten the same age group of audience, but it's kind of nice because now your parents will take you and you're 13, whatever. But what I mean is, is that the audience didn't really grow with Green Day. <clears throat> they got a predict predictable stamp of the generations as they went because they stayed the same, right? So calling in new energies calls for you to grow, which is one of the most authentic expressions you can do here, which is to be yourself and grow. Your audience will grow with you, man. Now, what's wonderful about this is this ebb and flow, right? This no attachment to the idea of a certain number or a certain followership, a certain whatever. And so when when that dissolves and you can go, you know what? I'm just taking the week off, guys. Good luck. You know, maybe post a bi-monthly one. Maybe only do it when you feel fucking fired up. Maybe to accommodate a standard that you have, like if you kept a promise to yourself to do that, that's that's in a different category. Right. But mm -hmm. promises to yourself that changes. Right. You're a grow. You're growing. You're always changing. So perhaps whenever you are in that, oh, my God, mode, record like three or four weeks worth. Yeah, because you can predict that out and then you're in the zone and then you can just relax. You can dedicate that energy of three or four weeks of maybe you'll feel like doing it. You know what I mean? When you're in that and that's called inspired action, when you're in that inspired action, that's when you act, not when you don't, because now you're. The way that I look at it and how I'm only saying this because I've experienced it myself, the way that I look at it is if I'm bummed or if I'm not in it here, then it's going to come out here. And so I don't want that. I don't want any energy attached to this project that has that in it. And especially out of obligation. Oh, I got to do it. I've trained my <laughs> audience that I got to be here for this. Fuck that. Like you, you do it, but you do it at the flow of you. Because again, we're all changing and evolving here. Everybody's growing and learning together. And it's going to be okay. And that's going to empower you also to get a little bit more flexibility and balance, which is something I was in desperate need of, which is the only reason I'm pretty vocal about this with you right now, because I really yeah. feel like I have some insight to offer. And I definitely have that approach, like with, with booking people, I'm like, I'll, I'll be like, I'm only going to reach out to someone if I'm like really excited to talk to them about something yeah. that I know about. Um, and that's the other thing too. Like I, I kind of like, try to feed in from cons other conspiracy, not even conspiracy, just like anything. Um, and it's just a weird flow of this, this part of the season too, where I'm just like, I haven't been, I haven't been inspired by conspiracy content late, lately, or just like podcast content. And I, I find that hard when you're, it's a podcast, when you're the podcaster and you're like, I've got to find people to talk to. I've got to find subject matters. And I'm not saying It'll never happen. I'm just waiting for it to happen and then <clears throat> waiting for like the ins the feeling of inspiration. And that's kind of the whole thing. It's like all this for me, inspiration and like passion. And I mean, as an artist, as any any creative thing, like I'm compelled to do it because it's like a download. And then it's like a gut, like electricity. And I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing mm -hmm. this. But then – when it's on a re on a regular schedule and there's no mojo, um, you know the the show lags or the audience starts to slip or your your algorithm gets affected. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm kind of just waiting personally for like the next wave of podcasting inspiration because because like I said, I'm not gonna lie, I the schizo factor of all the podcasts that I really loved in my my genre which is like spirituality and conspiracy it's it's too it's, it's i can only speak for myself it's it's just a lot to just constantly be like having these like big 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 picture conversations that are like so heady so out there so like what if when it's like whoa whoa, whoa like 
we're still in this little COVID era. There's still shit going down. I'm just kind of lacking the inspiration that the, 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 um, that the COVID thing brought me as a podcaster. Cause it's like, Hey, we're, we're like boots on the ground. We're talking about real time things that are happening. And now it's just this weird lull. And it's like, what's actually happening. Are we waiting for, you know, the economy to tank? Are we waiting for something to escalate with, um, Ukraine or whatever. And, and it's, 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 that it was kind of these world events things and talking like with the alternative voices in the air, the era of censorship that like got me jacked up to podcast. And just now I, I feel just now is a strange lull and a lot of the content out there, which is like, so, so like, you know, like Gnostic demiurge, like, like all of this stuff. It's, it's kind of distracting me and I'm, I'm kind of just like, what's going on? What, what do I want to talk about? And at the moment I, that I haven't really been podcasting for that reason. So, so yeah. So yeah. I want to touch, oh, please Finn, go ahead. Oh, hmm? were you going to say something? I didn't want to jump in on you. Oh, uh, no, I was just kind of clearing my thoughts. Oh, I, I want to tie in something that you just said, Dan, and then uh, tie it into flat earth. Cause I haven't forgotten. Trust me. I haven't forgotten. Okay, so one of the one of the things again, uh, just kind of zooming out. Let's say that this is all just kind of a weird reality where it's goofy and it's just made up, and um, there are options here and that are disguised as physical reality, but really it's kind of you know just this interaction, this game that we're playing, and it's but you know just like Einstein said, reality is an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. So let's say that that's the case, and that it's all just kind of options here. You, at, at a level, and I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, and it was just blowing my damn mind. Taylor Alina, she runs a wonderful show called Spiritual Thoughts. Y'all check it out. Okay. One of the things she talked about, and this is going to tie into you, Dan, and where you're at vibrationally right now. Now, you, everybody listening to this and everybody sitting here can think back to a day to where you bought everything. You were part of the 80%. You thought everything coming out of the TV was true, that your parents were absolutely correct and knew what was going on, and that everything was real. Voting mattered um, at one age, you know, ripe old age as you're waving an American flag, watching fireworks go off at six years old, something like that. We've all been there. And then you get to a level where you get introduced, and let's just use an analogy of chemtrails, okay? So you get introduced of, of an analogy of something called chemtrails, and you look up at the sky, and you're like, okay. And you and the eighty percent will Google this on your phone, and you'll go, hang on, the government says it's contrails, dummy. It's just air in the, it's water vapor. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And there's a, there's a disconnect, right? There's a, what we're willing to perceive at our, you know, level of awareness at this time, which was not that there was something being sprayed on us, which obviously everyone sitting here and probably everybody listening now knows absolutely is going on. Okay. Now let's describe this in densities just for the sake of clarity here, not hierarchical, just, um, just spatial, right? So let's say that that was the 2D. Okay. So 2D you thought everything was, um, you know, whatever. You you had no idea about anything. You're just being ripped in every direction. 3D, that's your contrails. Yep, the government's right. Absolutely. Um, blue pill as hell. Uh, everything is absolutely the way that they say it is. I'm part of the 80%. Let's say that the fourth dimension then, you get to this level of where you do realize that actually the government's been 
fucking with us since the 40s and that the Nuremberg Code actually didn't mean that people couldn't poison each other. It means that they couldn't poison other countries, but that means countries can poison their own people. But now you realize that they would do that. So now it's this whole world that opens up to you and you've been lied to forever and it's scary as shit. You see the truth. You're Neo pulling the thing out of your mouth and looking around and seeing everybody still asleep and it's terrifying. The fourth D, that density of waking up is terrifying and it sucks so hard. And it's scary and it's full of all sorts of turmoil and truth, um, but it's scary, right? Then let's say maybe perhaps there's another level to this to where you do see everything going on, but you've maybe looked at it as an energetic system and you say, okay, well, if I'm freaked out, then that's not good. And perhaps it's not good for me anymore. And perhaps it served me because it's a rung on a ladder that I went through from not knowing shit to getting scared like crazy to maybe there's something else. Maybe like I have this awareness that things are going on, but I don't have to be negatively impacted by it because it does me no good. And now you're just on what serves me, what didn't serve me. There's no judgment to it. You just do your thing. If you guys want to believe in the magic stuff, you want to watch the theater, then do it. Who cares? But then maybe at that level as well, your perception of everything changes. And perhaps then we go back to that level where chemtrails weren't a thing and that, um, you know, voting mattered and that the government's awesome and your parents are right. That 3D level, right? Maybe that's where the round earth is. Maybe that's where the ball earth perception exists. And maybe this place is this awesome that perhaps your perception at that level is of that spatial relationship. And yes, there are planets out there. And if you do believe in aliens, you can believe in them in any dimension, just like you can believe in anything in any dimension. Like maybe in the third D, it's just a coyote. Maybe in the fourth D, it's some mangy coyote. Maybe in the fifth D, it's a damn chupacabra. You're seeing the same thing through different lenses of perception. Now, again, tying this into the UFO phenomena, Kathleen Martin I uh, was on the show and she was talking about that you can have two people standing there. One will see a UFO, one will not. They're both human beings. They both have eyes. They both have driver's licenses. It says that they have eyes that can drive and that they can see. And one sees it, one doesn't. Now, what's going on with that? Perhaps it's just a vibrational lens thing. Perhaps when you can see things in a different way, things appear to you that you didn't see before that are different, that are new for you. Maybe this also exists when we talk about flat earth. Perhaps in a 2D world, just below uh, ball earth, you know, you start at this level and you say, okay, maybe the world is flat and there's a dome over it and it's a closed system and we can't go anywhere and that's our world. And it's just like a snow globe. And then you kind of evolve in consciousness as a society, even though you've been hijacked by all the illusions and you say, okay, no, perhaps we're on a ball and that if I get on a rocket, I can go places, but everything's so damn far away that I can't get there. But we know that we can possibly get there because of spatial and all that kind of stuff if we had the technology and we were smart enough. Now, perhaps at that next level, again, where you see everything, it, it scares the shit out of you and everything's freaky. Now, maybe there is a possibility of a flat earth and now maybe it's this you know, expansive sort of land to where it's got extra land bits and stuff. And maybe there's not a dome over us. And maybe it's an ice wall. Yes, it's sort of a barrier, but it's an option. And maybe that's where UFOs are coming from, because I can look at UFOs in any level of perception and it be changed by the lens in which I view the world. So flat earth could exist at a level. Whatever you believe in, I think perhaps is probably what's possible that literally if you think that this is a ball and you get in a rocket and you blast off of it, a ball will render beneath your feet. If you think that this is a flat, expansive plane and you get on an airplane somehow and you get past all the guards and stuff, which is another interesting thing, and you fly across the wall, then maybe there's extra lands out there. Maybe they welcome you openly in some breakaway civilization. Maybe that's exactly the way it works because that's the way you expected it to work. 
it's it's all boiled down to like this quantum physics element, right? The observer effect. Things change when you look at them. Things change about how you feel about them. Sev, something you said earlier about the placebo thing. Placebo effect is very real. If the person administering a placebo knows it's a placebo, it affects the placebo. It affects the experiment. So the the fact that you know something is there or can predict it based on your paradigm and then it renders in front of you Another great example is your reticular activating system. It's this part of your mind that only shows you repeatedly what is in your paradigm, what your beliefs are. This is where you get like you're shopping for a car and then you see it everywhere, right? It's it's It was always there or was it? You know, is it because you're viewing the world through this lens that it renders in your reality this way? There are a lot of little things you can see in your life like this. And so this is kind of where I'm at with it. I think it could be flat. I think it could be round. I love all of the possibilities. So I don't live in like a stable place and I'm okay with that. Like I don't mm-hmm. have beliefs. I have ideas because ideas are way easier to change. And it's allowed me to have some pretty cool conversations like this one. That's, That's awesome. What I think about, um, so I, to you, I Dan, I kind of wanted to interject. I like the way that you phrased it. Oh, sorry, I was just going to finish up and thank you. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say to you, Dan, maybe what you're experiencing as well is this level up. You know, you're no longer interested in the things that you were interested in, you were passionate about, but you needed to be interested in them, passionate about them to get to the point where you're not interested and passionate about them anymore. You've checked it off a list, you know what I mean? And you grew and evolved. Another great show idea for you, and then I'll let Sev go. Thank you, Sev, is to do maybe like a what I'm into this week. You know, that could be like a hot take. Now you're going to attract a much wider audience. It's going to change constantly. It's going to be interesting and awesome. It could be episodic, meaning it doesn't, you don't have to stick to a theme. And then you can just pull something out of your ass, man. You know, just do something new every week, maybe just what you're into. And it could literally be what you're into. If you're doing a woodworking project, share that with people. Like, I think that people would find you have a lot more to offer than the two things you've felt you've pigeonholed yourself in, which you haven't. You've gotten to a point and you've outgrown that suit, man. We're all deciduous. You got to, you know, you got to shed that cocoon, man. So I'm proud of you, brother. All right, Sev, get it, dude. Well, actually, that uh, you finishing up that thought made me think of something to say to Dan that uh um it kind of reminds me of like uh m- there's a youtuber or i haven't watched him in a long time i don't know if he's still active but he went by mr mediker and he kept just leaving the internet deleting all his channels and then coming back and i was thinking like that's such a weird way to run your you know online you know presence is that you keep just you know giving up your audience that you've worked so hard to build and then i was thinking but you know they're coming for him it doesn't matter what he calls himself like if if he's successful, if they like his presentation, people will find him and they'll like his presentation. And so, um, basically just, yeah, like, uh, I like what Brandon was suggesting with, uh, you know, wing it, you know, cause if people like you as the presenter, it almost, it's, it's really not what you do, but how you do it. Oh yeah. yeah there was a sure. statistic. I'm not saying I'm quitting podcasting at all. It's, it's just no. literally like it, I've been doing it. It's going to be three years in December, but it's just more of the um, it, 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 the inspiration comes in cycles. And like, if the question is, what am I into right now? It's like, I'm into not podcasting. <laughs> like I love not. Podcasting that, right let now. that be your, let like, that be your first right episode. Now, it's, and I, I know it'll, I know like that'll change. And, um, but I, it, I was more just bringing it up. The, the theme that, that I, in terms of like you guys and like our little community and stuff, it, it, it really is though, just that the, I I feel like conspiracy, like even just by the fact that Alex Jones got charged like a billion dollars or whatever, 
I just feel like the state of conspiracy is like we've been beaten down so hard to an extent by like being ridiculed during COVID. Then we were basically proven right during COVID. Then there was like a week, maybe two weeks where it was like, let's have COVID amnesty. Oh, look over here, Kanye. And now like it, it, it just feels like everybody's talking. Nobody's talking about um, like real, like nobody's talking about reality, reality. People are talking about very hypothetical things. And I, I feel like, it's making it's drawing me away from conspiracy content right now just because as a whole like like i said there there was an urgency to like you know call out the covid stuff there was an urgency to um be doing conspiracy real time but i just feel like right now like so many of the conversations like tartaria flat earth um you know like they're 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 too they're ungrounding and i feel like it's like throwing the conspiracy label like actually more under the bus when we should be sort of vindicated right now like all the cons- like a, like mm. at this point where conspiracy has been proven so true i feel like the average conspiracy content is like not um grounded enough to get a normie on board you know and it's not even about getting the normies on board it's just more like i kind of miss it's not that i miss covid restrictions at all um but the i that type of content when there was more real-time world events or in your like in your hometown events like covid affected us in our hometowns in our day-to-day lives so there was I, I sort of miss having the urgency to like get uh, to talk about that stuff. And now that it's all calmed down, it's like the only stuff people want to talk about is like too out there for me. When I, it's And it's not that I would never, it's not that I've never entertained some of these ideas, um, but I'm just like bored with it, to be honest. And that's kind of where I'm like, I don't really, I'm into not podcasting right now because it's just a weird I feel like it's a weird time in this uh, trajectory. It's a weird space for you. It sounds like the COVID talk, you know, obviously you were into and you were feeling it, but the things that are quote unquote floating around now doesn't have enough substance for you to be interested in. Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, and it's, it's not that it's, 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 I'm trying to like, just like think out loud what it actually is. It's more, okay. it's like the, in the 2020 to 2021 years when there were lockdowns, um, we were kind of like venting to each other, like, oh shit, like, you know, can you believe this is happening in front of our face? You know, it was like therapeutic to like talk amongst truthers. But I think now that COVID is over, it's not that I miss COVID, but it's just that um, it was like a slingshot and the conspiracy people were like, holy shit, Tartaria, holy shit. Like, all, like stuff that like takes it way to, it's like, it's not as, it, I'm not saying it's useless information because it's not. But um, it's scrambled up my interest, like in the real stuff that's happening day by day. The Great Reset is happening day by day. COVID's over. Mm -hmm. Um, And if COVID's over and then there's just this long, no false flag period, kind of like after 9-11, then it really feels kind of dumb to be a conspiracy theorist or whatever, because it's like, 
I don't know. I, I, it's just with every with everything that's happened in the past two years, and with COVID being over now, something feels like lacking in the conspiracy content that that I'm cons- or, or something's like lacking in the in just the vibe. I'm kind of just rambling, but I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, I I feel you though, and I I am having a weird thought that like. It's almost like back during the, you know, lockdowns and stuff like that, there was an obvious target that we were all aiming at and were actively being suppressed in, you know, like there was an, you were swimming uphill against a very obvious enemy. And now that it's, you know, the, that specific target that you could nonviolently oppose and be silenced for is gone, it's what are our options? It's either we talk about things that are totally divorced from reality that or not totally divorced from reality, but don't have the the personal empirical basis in each people's each person's life. You can just look out the window and see it. Um, what the option is talk about that stuff or be murdered by the CIA <laughs> like we we can either spin our wheels doing nothing or take steps to do something that they'll actually try to stop us from doing. And that's, I think that's the, the and dice roll. I, and I, I don't think it's I, – I just think it's a natural thing even just with the spiritual stuff that we all talk about, the conspiracy, conspirituality, whatever. Like a lot of new information was presented. Like the I, I'm not saying Flat Earth and Tartaria are automatically bullshit. Like I've looked into both of them, but I don't particularly like – the fact that knowing this hypothetical stuff about reality, which might be real, it's like uh, the earth might be flat. Tartaria might have happened. There might have been a, a reset in the 1800s. But then it's like, OK, so then I have to throw my you know timeline of world history out. And it, it's it's more just it, I feel like chipping away at like the real foundations of reality takes us like further away from helping people or like making a difference, you know, cause it's, it's just like all speculation. Like, Whoa, is that a tart? Oh, maybe that's a Tartarian architecture. Whoa. Like, Whoa. Is it like, it's like that, that even though all of it could be valid is like disorienting to the average conspiracy person who could have like, you know, we could have, we could have had Nuremberg 2.0 by now, if we really had our shit together, if like the truth or truth was deployed, we could have made a difference enough to where like people are going to jail for this or people are going to trial for this. And I'm not saying that that's like very easy to accomplish or like should have happened or whatever, but it's more like, now we're sitting here talking about Tartaria and we should be, we should be um, vindicated. We should be apologized to, we should be having our moment, but instead all of this other woo woo stuff, which I'm all about. And that is my bread and butter, but all this other woo woo stuff is kind of like, I'm not feeling it when we should be sort of having, our moment, like I told you, it's the, the I told you so moment was basically at our doorstep when that amnesty meme hit. Um, but then everything moves so quickly and it's like, oh, they're, they're Kanye's anti-Semitic, blah, blah. And 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 there's there's all these different factors that are so distracting. But um, 
I'm just kind of thinking out loud that that I'm a little disillusioned with like everything right now. And and it has to do kind of with this, like where we're at, this was the midterm election red wave, you know, there, there's all these like hopes that like we could, you know, the truth could have really came out about the most important thing that affected the world the most, which was COVID. Like every conspiracy was really a hypothetical until 2020. And then this stuff affected all of us big time and all the other conspiracy stuff, which is like NASA, the flat, the, and, and the, the earth, blah, 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 Tartaria. Like if an outsider looks at us talking about this, they're going to be like, see you later. Like maybe they were right about that, but they're, they're, too crazy for, for me, you know, and I'm starting to feel that way, even though I'm not like a, a normie, but I'm, I'm just di- disillusioned with like what cons- where conspiracy has been at in the past, like five or six months. You know what I mean? Um, I, about the, you know, um, like Nuremberg type thing is, a. Uh, I, I would say that it don't don't lose hope or well, what I'm going to say is kind of disheartening, but it's there are I, I know there's people out there with a better picture, greater means and more, you know, interest like a, a vested interest in exposing this stuff, making those kind of, you know, come up and come up and happen. It's just uh, like John McAfee got Epstein in jail, right? Like they they are actively killing yeah. people that are making strides towards that. It's not that it's not happening. It's just that they're not telling us about it on the propaganda networks they own usually. And like, um, yeah, I mean, it is disheartening that they keep bumping off whoever gets too close, but it's like a, you know, kind of like predator. If it bleeds, we can kill it sort of thing. Yeah. Only if it allows us to. <clears throat> it's all about your your it's only if it allows us to i would add to that because so you're absolutely accurate and they can prey on you but only if you allow it to occur i i truly believe in sovereignty i, re- I really believe everything has to be with your consent that's why no one got held down and a needle shoved in their arm it was always your choice yeah they chose you with scary shit like leaving your shit job but you know it's like it was always your choice. It's all. And so this is also where I call kind of bullshit on the fear stuff too. And, you know, Sam Tripoli says that this place is like a haunted house. One of my favorite analogies, you know, it's, it's like a haunted house. You know, there's all these great analogies, Westworld. It's a play. It's a simulation. All, all, all of it says the same thing. And basically it's like, there are things here that would just scare you. Right. And how many times have us in the conspiracy community said, Oh my God, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. None of it happens. None of it happens. And what this kind of lends itself to the idea of, is the idea that perhaps all it's about is the, huh, and you going, huh, and that's it. Like nothing's really going to happen. They're just going to go, huh, and you're going, huh, and that's it. But when you stop going, huh, they stop doing it. They, they stop scaring you because it doesn't get your attention. It's not a thing you're invested in anymore. And it's something you said, Dan, earlier about the wave, you know, and riding the conspiracy wave. And it was a lot of hype and a lot of attention and a lot of scared people looking for answers. And so there's a certain energy that comes with that. And you were facilitating a relief, at least a 24 hour one, or whenever your show recycled, you were facilitating a relief for very scared people that couldn't wait to tune back into your next episode and give you more of this. Please tell us what's going on energy because you facilitated that. And now that that's no longer sort of a thing, what I think is switching here in the big picture is, is that that energy of fear attention of like, oh, my God, give me answers and tell me what to do and how to live my life. I think that's what is changing. 
I think that you're going to receive love energy. And I think you're feeling that. And that's what you're called. To, that's why you were inspired to say these things is because you're feeling this wave change as well. And you want to be more of service in a more productive way that serves you at the level of vibration you're currently at, which is no longer where you were in 2020, no longer where any of us were. All of us are at a different vibration having sat here for two hours. Like this is like, that's how much you change in the amount of time given. So, you know, to, to say in my mind, to say that um, it's disheartening to continue on. What I, what I will say to the, the examples you, you gave of the conspiracies, which I don't disagree with. I, I, I think uh, the Alex Jones things is, is very interesting. And I mean, who knows if that man, number one is real. I don't think he's Bill Hicks. But also, you know, it had to pay that back as well. I mean, maybe he's just part of this big thing. And just like the Matrix rendering homeless people so you go to work, perhaps somebody in the conspiracy theory community needed to be said, hey, you're eventually going to get fined trillions of dollars if you talk about the wrong thing, which is ridiculous, right? It's it's maybe, you know what I mean? I, I take that kind of stuff and I look at it and I just go, maybe. It doesn't get my uh, anymore at all. It just doesn't. I just go, perhaps, you know, perhaps that's an option that I can invest my time and attention into. Usually it's not. And and I only say this because I've, I've got better shit to do. Like think about flat earth. Now the, the I'm kidding. That was a joke. But anyway, <laughs> but I'm kind of not joking. But if you think about it through that lens then, and perhaps like, let's say that, um, you know, uh, one example I will use. So my wife, a beautiful one. I love her, love my life. I will tell her something 15 times. Uh, giraffes tongues are black because um, evolutionarily, evolutionarily they've done like that over time because uh, their food sources in the top of trees and so their tongue doesn't get sunburned, right? That's a true fact, uh, perhaps, in this reality. Now, I've told her that 15 times, right? Just as an example, we will go out somewhere years later after this has been peppered into our lives 15 times throughout the three years, and she'll hear it to her for the first time. Oh my God, baby, did you know the giraffe's tongues are black because their food source in the top of the tree is evolutionarily sunburned? I'm like, yeah. I told you that three years ago. The point is, is that when somebody sees a Tataria episode on your feed, they're going to go, you know what? Maybe a little bit of this was lost on me, but man, the way that this dude covered it was very, very interesting or the flat earth thing or the anything, right? At its core, what we're all doing here is getting people to question their reality. We're getting people to look a little bit beyond what's provided for them in their in their world right and just question it that's it we don't we don't we're not giving you a coloring book and filling it in for you just here you go sit on it marinate with it see what you think but by providing different choice points which is what all of those things are tataria flat earth any of the shit aliens any of it all those are just choice points for you to go hey maybe this is the 15th time i heard that fact that it finally rung with me and it finally resonated now you've opened up a pandora's box of just questioning all of it and you've just provided an opportunity for them to do so and i think that that's what those conspiracies no matter how far they go at their core what we're doing is offering people an opportunity to expand their reality man just to kind of question things a little bit and maybe just to go there's perhaps a couple of beliefs rocking around up there in my noggin that um that were given to me or that I subscribed to that were very useful at the time. And that I made decisions based on the information I had at the time and there's nothing wrong with it. And now I've evolved into something else and now I'm going this way. And th this should be the true progression of things, you know, not getting hung up. And, and honestly, Dan, I don't share your need for vindication. Like, of course we're right. Of course we're fucking right. But I don't need for a press conference to be held and saying that just like I don't need a press conference to be held telling me from the government that UFOs are real and disclosure and all that shit actually scares the shit out of me. That would be the worst case scenario is when government comes out and says, hey, UFOs are real. I'm like, fuck, Project Blue Beam, let's roll it out. They got all the sports that goes <laughs> off. They're ready to go. 
So it, it's like the way it's packaged in my mind. Also, like I just have no desire for the government, for daddy government to tell me that I was right the whole time. I know I'm fucking right. And, and you know, maybe that's that's part of this. You know what I mean? Maybe that's part of this thing. It's where we just go, of course we were. And then we just live our lives. And maybe you do a video on how you can take copper in a stick and stick it in the ground and wrap it and stick it in the ground and your plants will grow super crazy. Electroculture shit. It's fascinating. I could book your show out with odd things that tie all of it into the core basis of just questioning things uh, for like the next two years, dude. I'd love to send you a couple of guests to kind of get you off that plateau because I know what that feels like. You get to that spot. No, I mean, like, and, there's something well, fresh and new and I've changed and I'm just ready for it. It's uh, so I'm also the, the main. Uh, well, the main thing that I'm working on have have been working on is like a art thing that I've been doing to make the 2023 wall uh, astrology wall calendar that I'm doing. And that has totally like taken up my attention. And so with the podcast stuff, I think just I've, tonight I've just kind of been thinking out loud and kind of just like talking shit on like the, the conspiracy trends of the, of the moment. But first of all, like I don't want to rain on any, anybody's parade. And I've, I've, I've listened to a ton of that stuff as it's been coming out. I, I just think that um, I kind of have realized that part of the reason, the only reason I podcast, because there's a lot, for me, there's a, there's lots of reasons to open up more time um, to, because it, podcasting takes a ton of time. Um, there's a lot, a lot of reasons not to continue doing it, but I think the reason I kept doing it or keep doing it was because there there was some serious shit going down in the world 2020 to 2022 ish, you know, and I think it's going to continue to happen. So I think it's more just my personality. Like I'm a fighter. And when I have something to say, I'm going to like say it loud and like, it's really like a passionate thing. And I had that, I, I don't have that passion right now when it's like, what, what are we reporting on? Like what's going on in, in the great reset? What's going on with the government? And I think it's not, I think it's just like, that's what I'm asking myself. I'm like, what is going on? What was this like non-red wave? What's the future? Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the, 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 the drive to like speak out and be loud and like break down walls is what motivates me. And I don't feel that way at the moment about mo what most of conspiracy culture is talking about right now. And like the, just, just being like the, I, I don't enjoy when there could be like a practical boots on the ground. Let's make a change. Let's hold these motherfuckers accountable. Let's send them to jail rather than uh, I feel like it, it can be, if I were just strictly looking at like the pulse of conspiracy it's too more like whoosh, like woo woo like not let's not be grounded let's not be grounded and it's more just like hypothetical philosophical like astral and I, I'm not I'm I'm not there I'm trying to um because because there's two cat there's like two there's aspects of conspiracy there's like the stuff that's really affecting everyday life like which was was happening in covid then there's all the like infinite hypotheticals and um 
I just think now from my, from what I can tell, it's, it's more of the hypotheticals and it's more schizo and it's more unhinged when all these people still should be going to jail. Like, so I think doing the work for me is more needs. I, I am more fulfilled when it's more grounded and not as like, you know, philosophical and like hypothetical, even though like I'm all about that fucking astrology is all this spirituality stuff is very hypothetical. But I think what the, the only reason I'm still doing this is because these motherfuckers are not in jail yet. Like that's what actually motivates me. So that's what I get frustrated with where I'm like, it's not that I never want to talk about this, the shape of the earth or Tartaria, but oftentimes I'm like, all right, what's, what's real. Let's talk about what's officially like real. And then the, they could be like, well, nothing is real. Woo, 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 woo. But it's like, no real life shit happens. People are jabbing their fucking four-year-olds. People are, the, the world is like the thing that I'm motivated by is like calling out the bullshit in the world. And the, when the, when the topic is just constantly like, so woo woo and I'm fucking love the woo, but when it's, constantly woo woo that's i'm lately just being frustrated i'm like i want justice to be served like because this what happened in the past two years was real so actual earthly 3d justice can be served people's lives can drastically improve if they're not falling for this stuff but i feel like the the soldiers in this are too too woo woo and and that's what what I'm frustrated about. <laughs> you have to wonder how many of them are plants, like how many of the people pushing these totally, you know, it's like, there you, go. you know, my interest in in anarchism when I'm trying to like, you know, when I try to get into like real serious anarchism and it's all just like people like screeching about hierarchies as if you cannot voluntarily participate in a hierarchy and it's just like intentionally derailing off to some uh, postmodernist nonsense or something like just some crap that i can't even care about that's what it seems like is happening and so you know when i after a certain point you know someone's like well what about hierarchies it's like shut up fed you know, <laughs> somebody like uh, wants to be, well, what about Tataria, bro? When you try to bring up, you know, something real, it's like just, okay, glowy, like, not interested. <laughs> it's, it's I like what you said about the plants, man. I definitely think there are a ton of those out there, man. When I think about all the people I named earlier, Elon, Kai, uh, Kai, uh, Kanye, Kyrie, and those, those guys, man, um, totally to, to me personally, distractions, man. Um, again, I always circle back to nothing is as it seems. And I think it all starts with us kind of start uh, circling back to what Brandon said uh, a little earlier, that it starts with us and we um, not only create and in control of reality, but we also in, in control of um, how we perceive things and how we navigate not only in this reality, but the spiritual world as well, uh, getting into meditation, finding your grounding, finding your peace, finding your liberation, finding your freedom and being led by the spirit to navigate in this world through all this chaos and confusion, you know, and then once I totally believe once one is able, has a full understanding of that and able to do that. And then that's when their reality truly changes. 
And um, I, I think there's a lot of peace in that um, understanding and uh, growth, growth as well, you know. Um, and I, I really, um, I, I know you guys understand that, but when you talk about other people out there that buy into the bullshit and, and everybody's not going to be able to um, understand it all. It's not meant, you know, it's kind of what, what you said earlier, Brandon, it's a very, very small percentage of folks that, that are, um, are meant to get it um, in this lifetime, you know, in this, in this reality as a collective. So um, we, we all keep pushing, uh, trying our best. And as you've been talking about, Dan, <clears throat> in regards to what you've been experiencing with the podcasting thing, that's, that's your experience at this time, man. You know, and the way I look at it, that's, that, that, that's, that's all good. You're exactly where you're supposed to be, you know, because you're learning, you're growing and, and something's going to come from that, right? Because you, you have that correct mindset and, and, and you know what you, you need to do in, in order to uh, navigate through that, to bring about that growth in, in a new reality, if you will. So, yeah. And all I, even, I even recently saw, it was like Beautiful. Instagram reel. I think it was Erica Badu. And she was saying, she was like, okay, 85% of the world are followers. 10% are leaders yeah. or something or like controllers. And then 5% are observers. And I think like, I think a lot of the, well, when I thought about who's the 5% observing, that totally made me think of like the conspiracy people. Cause like, I don't even, I, I really don't even think, well, first of all, I just want to say I'm not a big literal npc believer i think i call npcs just norm normies and npcs are the same to me People. but it's not necessarily that they like are empty vessels but i do think that like most people and i think people like us in this podcast circle are probably like the smaller percent who pays attention or who leads or who whatever does not simply follow and I'm like at peace with that. Like, I think it's key to, to remember that, that like throughout all of this, like people were, were just moving with the crowd because that's what they're going to do. And that's like normal for maybe 85% of the population. But I still think it's like possible to, for people to like make moves for their sake, because those people are some of my loved ones. Those people are people that might've had a miscarriage in the past two years. Those are people who, you know, might be setting their future, future normie families up for like some really bad stuff simply out of like innocent ignorance. And so I think it's key to be, it's key to be like, all right, most people are like never going to be of our nature to like question things or to take the, the red pill or whatever. But I still think like the work is to like, um, try to do something to, to change the rules or I don't even know, like with the case of like COVID and all of this stuff, like I think enough awareness could have been raised to like stop that. And it's people like us who are going to be kind of responsible for making that change. But the key thing is like maybe 85% of the world is never going to be able to do it on their own. So it's like how the it's, it's not like you're, it's, it's not like it's even going to be easy to just like snap them out of it and wake them up. But I still think like something can be done so that we're not like euthanizing a generation or doing whatever the fuck COVID was about. Um, 
because people's nature is to, to literally move with the herd. And, and it's actually really weird to not do that, but I know I'm not, I'm not like that. I, and I know that makes me different. Um, but I'm motivated to like, try, try to do something, you know? Um, and that's, that's why I continue to podcast really. And it's figuring out like how to do something about it, but um, yeah. I'm reminded of that, you know, as you're talking about this, I, I love your passion. I love also that you've gone so transparent here for the listeners, because I feel like not a lot of people get, you know, to see what this is like. Maybe they tune into your show. Maybe they don't, you know, know the logistics. They don't know where your psyche is at. They don't know mentally how you approach, you know, and take this seriously and really how you consider everything. So I think this was a wonderful view of really what we all kind of experience with this is like, how do you grow? What do we talk about? We're burnt out. Like, what do we do? Right. I, it's perfect, man. It's absolutely perfect. I'm reminded of the saying, you know, you'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And so I think what you experienced in 2020, you're obviously a warrior. We all are like, uh, you know, I live in Texas. I've got a bunch of ways of making sure that my wife and I are safe. Okay. We'll put it that way. So what I'm saying is, is that we take care of our shit, Right. And so what's interesting, though, is that you're obviously a warrior. Your sword is absolutely still dripping with blood. Now you're just in a place in between war, energetically with yourself is what I'm talking about. And this is where we kind of have come to with this energetically, man, we're drained. Our vindication is us being able to finally freely live a life happy with who we are and tending our own garden, right? That's our, what's the greatest revenge? Living well, right? No, I just want to fight though. <laughs> Klaus Schwab hates that. If you're out there living well and we're having wonderful conversations like this, hates it, can't stand it. That little white suit that he's got on is just, uh, he's just all, you know, tattered up in it with that wedgie. I'll send that picture, of course, of him on the beach. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is that you're obviously a warrior. You're just now shifting, you know, your role right now and especially carrying an audience, man, you know, because you're still the voice for those people. So now what's great about this is this is an opportunity for you to give those people back to themselves in the way of saying, hey, here's what I went through. Here's where I'm at now. Titling the next episode whenever you feel ready to, to record again. And I get it you know, I don't want a podcast anymore. You know, that's a great title for it. And just be real with people. Say exactly, you know, and expand on fair, your ideas I've here. Got, this is just pointing pointing a finger at myself. I do, I, I, I'm, I threaten to quit astrology like about once or twice a year. And I'll be like, I'm taking a break. Like, guys, I'm, like, I don't think this is it. I don't think astrology is the way. And then it just... Give it a couple of weeks. Back. I'm like, yeah. no fucking way. Guess what's happening this week in astrology? <laughs> So like, I mean, even it, even it, William I, I just, it's acknowledging like the the ebb and flow, and and I will I wasn't expecting this time of the year to be such a freaking like, and it's not even like a I'm I'm not even like depressed. It's just like, whew, I need to sleep like ten hours instead yeah. of eight hours. It's like something like because because you run out of juice, the the quality of light changes, the season changes. And then your your psyche and your attitude changes too. So it's it's I, I and I I know I'm gonna keep podcasting, but we're doing this one on like the first week. I just took a break, and so I'm kind of just like, yeah, that's on my mind. Like I'm I'm not. It's it's great to be here. I love being a guest, you know. Um, but I'm like, no, my my ship is parking for a minute, and I'm gonna like not not put anything out like algorithms be damned like who cares 
And what's funny is I, I'm energetically with you the first time in two years since I've been doing this show. Um, I took this month off. I mean, I'm doing guest spots. I've got a, a, a I'm going to be on Dave Scott's uh, Spaced Out Radio here in a minute for a documentary I was in. Me and the director are doing this whole thing with that. And so I've, we've got a lot of those going this month. But same as you, man, you, you need a break. Now, for me, I, I release weekly. So I was just like, OK, I'll bank up. So I just banked a few shows so that I can release consistently. And nobody knows that I took some time off, but I know that I took some time off and the quality of shows coming out after that break, you know, are much different, right? There's just a different energy to it. So again, I, I just, you know, I do my thing, you know, I, I just live this weird life, like no notifications are on, on anything. I don't know, you know, my, I haven't heard my phone ring in six years. Like the, the outside world just does not get my attention. Wait, do you, Every do you now make and then go, your, Oh yeah, I've got an Instagram. Do you and then make I'll go your on Instagram? It Huh? Do you are you behind the Instagram though? Because your Instagram's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I, it's, hey, it's hey, Brandon has a mean Instagram game. For you real, know what for it real. is? It's oh, that's Those, cool. Yeah. Instagram share out. Like I don't read messages. I don't. Like, yeah, yeah, I see. Like my notifications are always like at a hundred, all of three, like a hundred likes, a hundred comments, a hundred new followers, whatever. And I just leave it. Like no, it doesn't I love, go past I, that. I, I just let it go. You're like definitely my one of my favorite accounts on Instagram. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's just reposts yeah. of other people's shit. And where I, I'm just and like, hey, you guys would like this. Hey, I, you guys. I love, like yeah, I, I, the stuff that you're putting out on that, that blows my mind. So, I mean, like, I'm not totally like, it's, I, I was just tonight kind of just trying to it's make fresh. commentary on like, you know, the, 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 the approach to conspiracy when it's boots on the ground and there's a pandemic in your face versus after the fact. Yeah. It's just different. Like, what do I and do? I was, I was kind of just sorting out the ideas out loud, but um, I love it. Well, it gave us an opportunity to talk about it. I'm telling you, this yeah, is much, man, that's, much that's, better. Like, this is one of the greatest awesome. groups of minds I've been a part of. I've done a ton of these, and this and, is one of my favorite. The funny ones, thing too honestly. is, like, you're like, yeah, you're a warrior, you're a fighter, and I'm, I'm, well, you are. I'm, I'm kind of realizing that I that, ang- like, anger. It's not even really anger, but it's just like that's like what I operate on and that, that, that can lead to burnout for sure. So that's yes. when you're just like, Holy okay. shit, I need to sleep like 12 hours. Cause I was just like going hard. And, um, but yeah, it's, um, we're, it's, it's all, it's like all the, the, the inner elements. It's like some, that, that's like what I, uh, operate on is it's not like, it's not anger, but it's like, it's similar to anger. It's like, pa- it's a passionate, like Passion. fiery yeah. energy that, that burns. It definitely burns out though, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I had a thought for that. There's like a synthesis between your and Brandon's ideas of the, and I think it may kind of touch on what you're referring to with that. I think there's a spot in between Brandon's living well is the best revenge, which I agree with. And your desire to you know, do something, which I also agree with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I think what it is, is that it's like, yes, achieve that balance. Find that, you know, place where you're centered. And then also employ like um, like Bruce Lee's uh, uh, Kung Fu philosophy of the intercepting fist. Like you will know when to make your move. You will yes. know when the enemy is off balance and to pull their wrist. Yes. You know, it's a... Uh, um yes that sort of yes. thing nailed it absolutely nailed very it. good nailed very it good. see so now even william wallace right uh the braveheart 
Even what did he say? You know, I came back home to raise crops and God will in our family. He even didn't want to fight the whole time, but he knew that he had to go fight when it was necessary. Same role that he played in the Patriot. He went and fought when all he really wanted to do is go home and be, you know, at home with his family. Right. He'd done that all. But so you're able when you're necessary. But right now it's about you, man. That's why you're feeling this way. And that intuitiveness that you're listening to and expressing here, that's your natural cycle. And you know what? You get burnt out. So does your audience, man. Everybody's ready to be told that it's going to work out every now and then and that to be mindful of your surroundings, but not be paranoid to the point to where it sucks all the life out of you. You know, that's the balance. And I really think that this is what this duality at a woo-woo level, perhaps, experience is all about is balancing those energies. It's like, yes, you could go so far to the dark side, right? And our reality is constantly presented in this dark light, black, white, red, blue, hot, cold, like these two ideas. And that's one of the oldest philosophical concepts, this concept of either or, either or. Like you don't, but really what we're talking about is that idea, which is an antiquated one from my perception now, of that there's only two sides to every coin. Horseshit. Actually, there's three. There's the side, there's the other, and then there's the edge on. And actually, as Dr. Doug pointed out in the episode that'll be out next week, when you spin a coin, that's its fourth state, which is its potential. It can be all of those things at once and none of them at the same time. So really even just expanding our perception on the analogy of two sides to every coin. Now you're offering your audience an opportunity to expand along with you and to entertain some new things, but to know, you know, there's, there's always smoke, but there's not always fire. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, we'll watch the smoke to make sure it doesn't kindle up into flames and then we need to go throw water on it. But in the meantime, we're going to do some other stuff and we're just going to kind of decompress for a little bit. We've all been through a lot. Maybe do an ask me anything to where people just write in about what, you know, are they burnt out or not? Or how do they feel about, you know, I mean, anything, right? Like you've got such an opportunity here and I'm grateful that you you shared that with everyone to for us to kind of, you know, talk about it. I I think it's wonderful because you gave me a lot of insight with it as well. So thank you. I think it's perfect. That's great. That's that's phenomenal, guys. I want to thank you all so much for being here um, great on chat, the show. Dude. This has been a great chat. Uh, you guys um, really, really, uh, you guys set the bar with this conversation. Thank you so much. Um, you guys probably remember from last time, the way I like to close it out is to uh, give our listeners what I like to call a token of love, just something uh, a minute or two that you feel the, the world needs to hear right now, something that they can take forward with them on their journey. Um, Dan, what you got for me, man? So um, I would just say <laughs> this is, this is what comes to mind where, with what, what, where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I would just say, be patient for uh, inspiration and um, like, let it flow through you. Let, let, let yourself be a vessel for something higher to download into you and to express through you. Um, Cause I'm, I'm thinking a lot about that lately that, that a lot of the, the most important things I've done, <laughs> including the podcast, um, like the, the big creative things I've done have just been through like gut feeling bliss experiences so um i would say just try to make space for inspiration make space for um passion and and wait for it because like it doesn't it's you're not it's impossible to be inspired 24 7 or else you'll be like manic and crazy um and yeah just just 
be patient with uh, waiting for inspiration or waiting for a gut feeling of like the right thing to do or the right time to do it and um, honor it when you're like blessed with the experience of it. So. Damn, good stuff. Thank you, brother. Tell the good people where they can find you, man. I know you're on your break right now from recording, but uh, yeah, you, yeah. you have a YouTube channel, et cetera. CosmicKeysPodcast.com has, has everything, so. Sweet. There it is. Brandis, bring up, Brandon, bring us home, brother. Beautiful. First of all, gentlemen, damn. I mean, you talk about some intellectual troublemakers. I love this. You guys, <laughs> this is easily one of the greatest, again, one of these I've, I've done and I've done a lot. So I have a good point of reference here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all three of you for this and everybody listening out there. As far as this uh, shameless plug here, expandingrealitypodcast.com is where everything is. All the lives are there for the stuff we can't put on YouTube. We say, fuck YouTube. We put it on our too hot for YouTube section over there. All of it's free. If you do want to support the show, you can sign up to become an expensive insider member. That's where all the bonus shit's going on. It's a lot of fun, a lot of extra things, but you don't have to. So just go to the website, hit it up. It's got all the shit there. As far as like motivational stuff, man, I mean, uh, I've said a lot tonight. Um, You guys were wonderful in giving, you know, such great inspiration. You talk about inspiration. You guys inspire a lot of wonderful, wonderful thoughts here this evening. So a lot was said. I think at its core, I would you know, just like to remind everybody that perhaps uh, it, it's all going to work out. And then if you are going to play the what if game, perhaps, you know, just as an exercise, maybe to shake it up, uh, play the, you know, what's the best that can happen thing. One of the things um, neurolinguistically that I've been kind of doing lately in neuroplasticity wise, because uh, I'm ever expanding, right? We all should be, perhaps, hopefully, uh, is I've been playing with this idea of pattern interruption. So I'm just going to leave you guys with this. So Basically, pattern interruption kind of shifts you out of your predictive programming, this predictable cycle that you've gotten in, even down to brushing your teeth with the opposite hand, uh, taking a different route to the store, to work, uh, home or there or both. Um, you know, listen to something that you normally wouldn't on the radio frequency music or something. Put on 741 hertz on Spotify and just listen to it. You know, something like that. Pattern interrupt your consistency and you're really going to see some magic. You're going to take a new route, get lost, go out for a drive in a place you've never been to, things like this, right? Shake it up a little bit. It's a wonderful way to kind of zoom out and take yourself out of this, you know, subconscious action that everybody falls into the wagon rut of existing in. So just kind of a cool way to unwind and um, just go be good to one another, man. That's always my message. Lizard person, NPC, not uh, just go out there and be good to everybody. You know, (laughs) I love it. I love it. Hey, guys, thank you so much. this has been great. Dan Shukas, Brandon Thomas, and Seb, brother, thank you so much for co-hosting. My very first co-host out of about 100 shows now. You, you guys have it. been great. And to our audience, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hidden Gateway Podcast. Remember, you can stay connected with us at thehiddengateway.com. As always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality as well. This will conclude this week's episode. Until next time, as always, stay positive, stay questioning, be love, and be free. The Hidden Gateway. Out.